Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome, James, and people listening to the off-menu end-of-year 2021 best-of special. Wow! 2021 was the best year for off-menu ever. Everyone agrees, Benito agrees, Ed agrees, and I agree. And that's the three main voices that matter when it comes to how good off-menu is. Actually, that's not true at all, James, because there's another voice that you listen to when it comes to off-menu. Jason McKenzie. No, I believe that she agrees as well. My mother? Yes. Yes. My mother said it's the best one. Well, that's what we're really talking about here is that your mum said it's the best one. So now you think it's the best one because you don't listen to it. But your mum texts you every time she's listened to it. She does. And she said it was the best series ever. And then she got really angry at Sarah Kendall for being a bully. So I don't know. Actually, I haven't (laughs) I haven't checked on her what she thinks about that. Maybe she's changed her opinion on the series. Do you think that's tarnished the whole year for her? It could have, you know, and left, left a bit of taste in her mouth at the end of the year. But then. You know, we're, we're recording this pre the Harry Hill episode going out. So yeah. who knows? Maybe that'll sweeten the pill again. I don't think Sarah Kendall was a bully. I'm going to throw my hat no. into the ring here. I didn't feel like she bullied me, but uh, my mum's protective. She saw her cub being cornered by <laughs> a, a Tasmanian devil and uh, she felt like I was being bullied. <laughs> okay, uh, let's flip the script. I think your mum's a bully. Hey, I mean, make the case. I, and it shall be seen. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I don't, I'm saying, <laughs> tell, tell, tell me how. Look, make the case and it shall be seen. It's been such a great year for Off Menu, James. Look, it's been 2021. That's something that we all know. It's been, 40, yeah. it's been 45 episodes of Off Menu. It's been a very productive year for Off Menu. Yeah, so many great guests. Uh Anthony Jeselnik. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't this year, and you didn't huh? enjoy that one. That wasn't this I year. And you didn't, no, you didn't enjoy that one. You cried afterwards. It's my favourite episode. <laughs> and that's all the clips we're giving you this year. No, that, that was last year. That was last year. You're getting mixed up now. 
We've put out mm. 45 episodes this year, James. You must remember some of them. Yeah, I do remember them, actually. It, w- it was a roller coaster ride. Loads of stuff over Zoom, obviously, recording in lockdowns. Things opened up again, and we did some in person. That was the end of the year. And we're all confused. Excellent. Well done for remembering all the key details for this best of episode. Somewhere over Zoom, someone over Zoom, and now we're all confused. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the narrative of the year. And I think Off Menu sums up everyone's experience of 2021. So here today is part one of our favourite clips from all of those episodes that we've put out this year. It has to be in two parts, James, because like you and your mum say, it's been a great year for Off Menu. So we're dividing them up, as we always do, into sort of little thematic chapters. Benito's done this for us, and he's written us some excellent scripts to get us into each clips package. He has done, and he said to us, just like our ad reads always say to us, stick to the wording, don't mess around, and put your own spin on it. So we're going to stick to it, Benito. I want you to know everything we say from here on in on the podcast is going to be exactly as Benito has written it. Exactly. This first section is called Inventions, and it's written, (laughs) I like to invent things to put on my winky. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. That's what it says. What it says. I I like to invent things to put on my winky. (laughs) I don't know what Clippy's about to play. I don't know. Actually, there's something else written here I am going to read out as well. Look, it's Inventions is about the food and drinks inventions, James, because guests invent their own recipes. They've got their own nicknames for stuff. They flip the script on food on a regular basis. They do crazy stuff. Crisps as a starter, for example, putting chicken in a blender, for example. Quite frankly, disgusting stuff a lot of the time. Some of them wind us up, some of them wind up the listeners, but they are entertaining every single time. I love hearing a bit of invention, a bit of creativity from the guests. And we've got some great ones here from the likes of Bob Mortimer, Munya Chihuahua, Emily Atak, Joe Wicks, Joel Kim Booster, Simon Amstel, Rosie Jones, me, telling Big Zoo about the scone-based pizza that I made, and Bob Mortimer again. It's a Bob Mortimer bookend, this section. But here's the thing I would like to introduce you to. Just remembered, I made mashed potato from potato crisps, and it is really nice. Is it? Okay. It is really nice, yeah. Uh, Colour me intrigued. How do you do it? Three packs of Walkers, plain. No, that's not your usual brand. Yeah, normally Seabrooks. Seabrooks, Seabrooks, that would just be too much. If you made mashed potato (laughs) with Seabrooks, honestly, you'd just be the king. (laughs) Garments would be sold for you, <laughs> parades. So don't, I, so, and then I don't know how much, you know, like I'm going to say a centimetre of water, hardly any water, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. centimetre of water. But let it all break down yep. into, and you'll suddenly say, shit, oh. there's this mashed potato forming here. <laughs> and then just because the colour's not great, yeah. it's a mm. little bit yellowy, yeah. just put a little bit of cream in. Yeah. Stir that in. Delicious. <laughs> and I kid you not, it, it really is nice. How close is it oh. to actual mashed potato? Could you give it to someone and say there's some mashed potato? Yeah, and they would not. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't notice the difference. They would think it's quirky mashed potato, but they'd <laughs> certainly think it was potato-based mush. Yeah. So there you go. There's That's like a tip, isn't it? That's a good tip. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. Uh, make, make some. I mean, hopefully some listeners will try that. Yeah. Uh, and can let us know how it goes for them. It's really nice. And the other one is, do you like tips or no? Yeah, love tips. I love, I love yeah. tips. Love yeah. tips. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. The other one is, is on the last series of Gone Fishing, I did corn on the cob, mm. yeah? And then you get a pack of Watsits, crush it to a fine powder, oh, yeah. and then roll the corn 
in the what's it dust. I like this. No, this sounds yeah. nice. nice. That, that sounds very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would it, eat it that. does well. It's really nice. Have you ever tried what's it mash? Mm. Ooh, with a few bits of corn niblets in yeah. it. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. And you could give that a name, couldn't you? Yeah, you could, you could name that. You could name that, couldn't you? I think you could come up with a name for it immediately. You, you could truncheon or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just yeah. knock us up some truncheon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop-a-dubs or bread? Pop-a-dubs or bread, man, your chihuahua? Pop-a-dubs or bread? Do you know what? I'm going to say bread. I'm going to say it for two reasons. Number one, I had a traumatic experience with Pop-a-dubs where my dad tried... <laughs> There's a pattern here. My dad's a cook. <laughs> right, he's a Zimbabwean guy. Zimbabwean food is all right. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to Italy, you get pasta, da, da, da. go to Spain, you get paella. In Zimbabwe, the main dish is kind of like this big lump of maize which you put with a bit of vegetables, a bit of meat. It can, can taste nice, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not the kind of height of, of culinary perfection. So, anyway, my dad one day said, I'm going to make a curry. Now, I mean, the curry itself was basically just chunks of meat floating around in, like, a, a brown liquid. But my dad had obviously seen poppadoms before, but just didn't know where do you get them, how do you make them. So when I sit down for this curry now, there's just a bowl of quavers in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just cheesy quavers with this sort of meaty gloop. <laughs> that was enough. That was enough to put me off of Papa Dom's for life. Had he made the quavers, or did he buy them? Just a packet of quavers and put them in yeah, the. He just bought them. He just <laughs> bought them. <laughs> <a> jumbo <laughs> quavers. <laughs> I love. I mean, I obviously love that, and I love that it's put you off Papa Dom's. Yeah. Even though it was just a bowl of quavers. <laughs> yeah, but just the sensation of the like this cheesy taste with this curry. It's just. Yeah. I don't want to know what a real Papa Dom tastes like now. Sure, it's been put in your head. It just, it, was it something for years that would get bought up a lot of the time? The, the quavers, was, or, or was your dad quite sensitive about it? Didn't want to hear. Didn't want to be made fun of. No, he's very sensitive about that. He 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 was convinced that he would go into Dragon's Den with these um basically you know this white stuff i told you this sadza which is like this ball of maize yeah. he thought that he had come up with this idea where if you put the pan onto like a searingly hot heat and it starts to burn the outside that he'd created sort of like a mazy malteser and he was like no guys trust me this is i'm going to take this on dragon's den and it's going to be amazing like don't tell anyone about this don't tell anyone about sadza balls i was like i'm not gonna dad don't worry <laughs> So a lot of my, you know, a lot of my cooking, my cooking anxiety comes from my dad for sure. Sorry, what was his idea? Was that he would get a ball of maize, put it into a searing hot pan, and burn the outside of it, and that was the product. Make a Malteser. That's yeah. the product. <laughs> because you're not used to having crispy sadza, so yeah. it was the fact that something that we've grown up knowing as soft is suddenly now crispy. Yes. So no one was doing that. Yeah, sadza ball. So he'd really reinvented the sadza wheel. But. It's the fact that <laughs> so I kind of don't mind the fact he's come up with that and called him Sansa yeah. Balls. I think that's great. Yeah. But what what I like is that he thinks he can take it on Dragon's Den. It's, just, it's, not, it's not a product. It's not. It's not. It, it, it's something yeah. that anyone could do at home. So it's, it's just an idea that here's a suggestion. Why not get your Sansa Ball and put it on the serving hot heat and burn it all the way around so it's crispy? But he's gone. I can sell this. But he's just selling a suggestion to people. <laughs> Yeah, like any good businessman would. Sure. Presumably on Dragon's Den, mm. he'd be ex- 
explaining to them what Sadza is to start with, right? So they'd have to get over that mm. hurdle, and then he'd have to go. But imagine it different. Imagine this thing you've never heard of different. <laughs> okay, you're not bought into it. I can see. How about a poppadom? <laughs> yeah, okay, about... bring in the quavers. A packet of quavers that I bought from the shop on the way here. Here's my idea: give someone a packet of quavers and call them poppadoms. That's my new idea. Who's it? <laughs> You know, that sort of time, like at about sort of eight o'clock in the evening and it's like, yeah. oh, gorgeous. You're a bit sunburned and everyone's like walking down to the restaurant, everyone's chatting. Yeah. That's a bit of a vibe. That's the next bit. That walk is nice. Are you taking a drink with you for the walk? Yeah. Yeah. We call it a bot for the germ. <laughs> what? So it's a... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> a bot for the journey. I know yeah. James so well now that when I hear something, I know he's gonna he's he's gonna absolutely love it, and it's all he's gonna want to talk about. A bot for the journey, James. <gasps> a, bot a bot for the journey. I mean, yeah, a bot, bot for the journey. I'll tell you what you wouldn't want to see on a bot for the journey. <laughs> a bot that is on a journey, you would not want to see. A, <laughs> a bot. I'm. That's something I'm using. That I'm using bot yeah. for the journey. Yeah, bot absolutely. The journey. We're like, should we get take a little bot for the journey? Um, <laughs> Hold on. Who started saying that? Yeah, when did it become a thing that you all say that to each Me other? Me and my mates, we started saying this like ten years ago when we started going out. Like to actually, no, it must have been longer now. When, when we basically when we started going out clubbing, you know, we yeah. we created bot for the journey because on the way in the taxi <laughs> with all the screaming going on, you need a pissy bottle of cheap wine, you know, to be drinking on the uh-huh. way. It's now not a bottle of pissy cheap. It would be something nice that we have now. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, that's where it came from. Bot for the journey, you know, piling in a cab and all kind of yeah. like a gaggle. But you're saying on holiday, this is a walk, right? A walk yeah. from the balcony to the restaurant. Yeah. How long is the walk, the journey, that you need a whole bot? Well, yeah. to be honest, now it's it's not really now a bottle. It's It can just be like a little plastic cup of something that you've been drinking. But because bot for the journey... It's just evolved. It's still called bot for the journey, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a bottle. It just means a drink for the journey. It's, uh, nothing else yeah. works. I've, tried, I've gone through all the different options in my head. Yeah. Nothing works on no. the bot for the yeah. journey. Glass for yeah. the journey just doesn't work. <laughs> no. Everything else is no. like one syllable. Glass, cup, yeah. mug. So you yeah. just have to go bot for the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's the, only, the only one you can shorten anyway. And it's lovely. So now, so walking down to the to a restaurant with, with a drink in hand with yeah. your bot for the journey, um, yeah. B for the J. Sometimes we've shortened it too. Yeah, um, well, that's going to get confusing. So don't start. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyone overhearing yeah. that? Bad girls with their family. What's so funny though is that we've been using it for so long now. Like my mum and like my aunts and everyone say it as well. But it's it's we yeah. now say it very seriously because we don't. There's no irony to it anymore. We're saying it very seriously. We go, Have you got a box of the joint? Okay. So like when you sort of hear like mum or like my auntie Amy saying, "Go, hey, darling, have you got a box of the joint?" <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, we've heard about your mum and your auntie Amy before. <laughs> and it does not surprise me that they have a, a, adopted the drinking slang of you and your uni yeah. m- buddies. <laughs> you, you and your uni mates. It's just a very normal thing we say now. Mum mum will go, love, 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 love. Have you got a pop for the joint? Yeah, yeah, got it. All right. And then we walk to the restaurant. Your sister goes on the walk with a full lasagna under her arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a last for the journey. <laughs> Our other uh, meal that Auntie Amy cooks us, Laz and Sal. So we call it Laz and Sal, which is like Sunday lasagna and salad that we love. And so if we're having like a Laz and Sal day at Auntie Amy's, that, yeah. we know that's going to be a big old piss up as well. So, a Lazzy Sunday. Yeah. It used to be the pasta piss up, and then it changed to um, she started making these really nice lasagnas. And now we call it the Laz and Sal, like up for a bit of Laz and Sal. Like when you, you know when you're having Laz and Sal at Auntie Amy's, it's going to go off. But it used to be called a pasta piss-up, just to be clear. Yeah. 
And now your mum always checks that you've got a bot for the journey. The way that most people's yeah. mothers check if they've got their keys or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Got so your bot for the journey, darling. To be honest, I'm normally straight in for the gin and tonics. I, I have a little glass of water on the side, but it's mainly a gin and tonic kind of affair, isn't it, when you eat, and you eat out? Well, we can do that. If you want a gin and tonic straight away, we can do that for you. Yeah, let's chuck the water out the window. We can get you a gin and tonic. Well, I'd imagine you're a very well-hydrated man anyway, so we can just yeah. tuck straight into the gin if you want. You, would, you, you wouldn't give a merman a glass of water when he's just got out the water? <laughs> Been under there for ages. A gin and tonic would be a nice little kicker just to liven me up a little bit, but th- that's not my main drink. I'm saving my main drink for later, yeah? That's fine. You can have the gin and tonic okay. in- instead of the water. Looks like water anyway. No one will know the difference. Yeah. Speaking of slices of lemon, though, you know what I think is one of the most beautiful things, and not, not enough people appreciate how beautiful it looks, is a wedge of lemon that's been cut and wedged and then left in the fridge. And I love how it then goes over time, and it just looks like a perfect, like a sculpture. The, the 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 way that the 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 skin goes the the membrane over the the fruit and it just it 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 adopts a kind of like sheen to it it looks so immaculate and perfect I don't know well a like rotten lemon yeah thank you Joe I, I mean I know me and Joe were thinking exactly the same thing when you were describing that you're talking about an old lemon no no, no. I'm talking about like it's the same as saying I li- oh, I love to leave a bit of cheese out and wait until it gets that beautiful green colour on I, it I don't, I don't <laughs> love to leave a bit of cheese it's the same out. thing but like this this looks beautiful though. You know what I'm talking about. No, it doesn't look beautiful. I'm not talking about a mouldy lemon. A lemon, really. I sort of get. Them, I use it straight away, so I wouldn't. I haven't really observed one over a few days, but I'll have a look. I'll have, <laughs> not a I'll few do a days. Test. Not a few days. I mean, I'll do a test in my next one. I'm not leaving for a few days, but maybe a while. I, you know, maybe a day. That sounds like it's going to be a very disappointing live stream for you, Joe. People tuning in, expecting another workout, and you're going, today we're going to observe a lemon over a few days. you got a time-lapse, haven't you, really? Yeah. You've got a time-lapse, that one. Gin and tonic, what are your measures in there? I'm normally a two-for-one, double. I like a double. I've got a little gin collection at the moment. I'm I'm obsessed with, like, flavoured gin. So um, oh, yeah. I normally, to be honest, I free-pour most of my drinks, but I normally have a little a double shot with, like, one um, Mediterranean fever tree tonic, and then I like a bit of fruit, so put a few raspberries or blueberries or something in it, just so it's like mm. a bit of a fruit salad at the end. Yeah. I like that. And my kids come up to me, like, always trying to get the, the gin-infused raspberries off me, and they're only, like, two. I'm like, <laughs> you can't have my gin-infused raspberries. All right, have one. <laughs> Let's have one, see how you react. <laughs> yeah, oh, that went badly. Okay, fine. Do you want to see my little gin bar? Yes, please. Yes. So I moved into this house in um, in July last year, and the, the previous owners had a, had a bar built. And, I mean, I would never build a bar in my house right but i thought i'm keeping that so i've got loads of gin over there i've got my own little gin bar see my little gin bar oh amazing that's a proper bar proper bar and i haven't been been able to have any like family and friends over because we've we've not been able to obviously because of the restrictions i can't wait to like get my friends around and have a proper yeah yeah. proper little party and a little little gin cocktail and stuff but yeah it's a nice thing to have because it's a social room but we don't really come in here because it's, it's now where I listen to and record my podcast, believe it or not. Quite <laughs> tricky to sit at a bar in your house by yourself must be quite a sort of sad, bleak feeling, I'd imagine. Yeah, I do come in here and pour one. So my, my little daughter, Indy, she's so funny. She basically thinks she's having a gin and tonic. She calls it a gin ton. She says, can we have a gin ton, Daddy? And I bring her in and we I pretend to pour the gin and then I put a little bit of tonic water in her in her cup and I put some ice and some berries into she really just loves the berries and the flavour of the tonic but she's obsessed and she said the other day it's so funny we did some face paint and we painted our faces and it was really early it was only like four o'clock and obviously I normally have my gins like in the evening so we have like one a night sort of thing 
And she went, oh, daddy, daddy, can we have an early gin ton? And it's the way she said it. She was so excited. So we cracked up laughing. And now we call it an early gin ton if we have it before, like, five o'clock. Um, I've got, like, pink grapefruit wine and mango and rhubarb. There's so many different flavors. But gin, I never used to touch gin. I was literally, like, vodka and lemonade or vodka and coke and now like as an, as i've grown up i just love gin now i think it's wonderful also she's properly acting like an adult when they discover gin just asking for it all the time and then eventually being like can we have an early one let's have an yeah. early one let's do that come on come on guys. yeah she and she went to school she went to nursery and said oh me and daddy make a gin ton in the bar and, and then they're, they're, they're like they're, i said to the nurse teacher it's only a tonic she's having but she thinks it's we keep playing it up keep it up with telling us a gin ton that's so funny i had to write a, a story when i was a kid at school and for some reason i chose a story where uh it was someone digging up treasure on an island and they kept finding just instead of the treasure chests full of like empty vodka bottles and then empty gin <laughs> bottles and then empty whiskey bottles and i told my mum and she was like what are you what are you doing they're gonna think i'm a massive alcoholic like clearly everything at home was just clinking empty spirit bottles that's standard pirates loved the drink didn't they they were always boozy weren't they the pirates it was one of their just their yeah to swap alcohol for like guns and stuff didn't they yeah and my mum's a boozy pirate there no rum bottles there no so you know Already, the teacher's ruling out that. So can't yeah. be pirates. There's no rum bottles. It's clearly <laughs> Mrs. Gamble has a problem. I don't like enjoy food anymore. Like I don't what? really like eat it to enjoy it. Uh-huh. Um, I do a lot of like it's it's very utilitarian. My view on food now, yeah, is very utilitarian. Like I blend a lot of chicken just to get it in my body quickly because I'm very like I have, I have a certain amount of calories I need to hit in a day and like I have so much time and so I'll just throw two chicken breasts in a blender with some water blend it up and then I can eat two chicken breasts in like 90 seconds it's Joel, amazing when you said this is going to be the shittest episode I was like no way and then you blended the chicken breast and I was like he's right <laughs> this guy doesn't even eat food there's a I post sometimes I'll post a video of of it on Instagram and I'll I'll just shed like a hundred followers. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is so upset. Because it's me. like you you've moved into an old people's home early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that's actually where I got the idea from. Oh yeah, of course. No, yeah, because yeah. my grandma was in hospice care for so long and yeah. we're blending her food and I was like, well that sounds actually quite smart. Yeah. All those um, old people are ripped. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how good they were all looking. Not in the hospice. <laughs> Hospice is really sexy. Yeah. Okay. So we're sort of we've got an idea of the. Do you even season the chicken breast? Is it just mm, like you sometimes just... I'll like if I get it from like a restaurant, it'll come seasoned. But sometimes I'll just throw two chicken breasts in a microwave for a couple of minutes until it's cooked, and then throw it in the blender. It's microwave. And then blend. It's microwave. Microwave chicken breast. Yeah, I just need it to be cooked, and then throw yeah. it in the blender. And then sometimes if I'm low on like the amount of calories I need to get, I'll I will put olive oil in the water mixture with okay. the chicken and that i guess is sort of seasoning it in a okay. way well, not seasoning it but it, it adds a little bit of flavor and i think this is the one because it's the easiest because i can just stay at home for it uh-huh. it's pasta with grilled aubergine spinach pine nuts toasted walnuts toasted and pesto that sounds very nice and is this yeah, like right that. at home is this something that you make that's just i'm just making that and i and so that's no problem for anyone Talk us through it, because people are going to want to make this at home themselves. Oh, okay. Um, if this is your dream meal and it's something you can just make at home, I reckon people would appreciate the Amstel pasta. Well, I don't know if it's that complicated, but I'm oh, sure, let's, let's see if better. I can... <laughs> I mean, I feel like, as I, as I explained it, people might go, yeah, pasta. You're saying make pasta. <laughs> but, yeah, you get some pasta from a, yes. from a packet. What kind of pasta? 
Well, I would. Go, I think there's a brand called Garofalo. I think we have that. And uh, so you put some of that in a boiling uh, saucepan. What, what shape, shape is this pasta? Ah, uh, fusilli. Uh-huh. So you, you put that in the boiling water for as long as it says on the packet. Yes. Or a minute less. Yeah. yeah. That would be my tip. A minute less. <laughs> <laughs> Great tip. And uh, meanwhile, while that's going on, you want to get the pesto out of the fridge or cupboard, wherever it is. Green pesto? Sackler vegan green pesto. Yeah. And then delicious. Delicious. Oh, I love it. And then after you've done that, you want to get out a frying pan and you want to toast some walnuts and pine nuts. Yes. And while they're going on, you might want to add some um, spinach into the boiling uh, water so that wilts nicely. Into the boiling water with the pasta? Yeah, straight in. Wow. See, this is a sort I'm glad we asked you how to do it yes. now because that's the sort of tip that I would never have thought of. Yeah. Straight in. And how much you, because like, it's quite satisfying putting like loads of spinach yeah. in something and watching it shrink. Yeah. Um, you get like a basketball's worth oh. of spinach. Uh, <laughs> what, so somewhere in between a tennis ball and a basketball. What, okay, would, that, what would that ball be? A bowling ball? Yeah. Bowling a bowling ball. ball of spinach. There yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I suppose you're just playing the waiting game. Uh-huh. And then uh, when it's one minute less than it says in the packet, you, uh, you get your colander out. And then, I mean, this is very, very obvious. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's not obvious. You, you, you put spinach you in put the, the spinach boiling water with the pasta. Are you joking? Okay. All right. Well, so you pour then you pour everything, the spinach and the pasta, into the colander. Yeah. Give that a shake. Get rid of any excess water. Uh-huh. Oh, I haven't mentioned that I've grilled the aubergine during well, This is what this. I was thinking. When's the aubergines coming into play? Sorry. Before I even boiled the pasta... There were some um, aubergines chopped into nice circles, no more than like a, a centimetre thick, if that. Uh-huh. And they're spread out on the baking tray, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of pepper. They uh-huh. go into the, uh, into the oven and uh, maybe, maybe grill if you haven't got much time uh, yeah. or oven if you have more time. Uh-huh. And then hopefully the timing is good. And then so you've got the pasta, all the water's gone. And then you put the pasta back in the uh, saucepan. You put the pesto in the saucepan. You put Uh the pine nuts and the walnuts in the saucepan. You put the, uh, what did I I make? The aubergine. Aubergine. You put the aubergine in the saucepan. And then you mix it all together (laughs) and you put it in a bowl or two or three or four, depending on how many people are there, and then you eat it. I think that sounds great. That sounds really good. I'm going to do it. Yeah. What, what they never say at the end of recipes in books is, and now you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how often I forget that bit. <laughs> Prepare all that stuff and I look for the last bit and it doesn't tell me to eat it. Straight in the bin. There you go. I feel exhausted now. I, can't, I don't know how those chefs do it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. How often are you making the grilled aubergine pasta with pesto and walnuts and pine nuts? It's once a week that happens. I'm going to do it tonight. Do it. I've decided. Wow, I've really started something here. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to go to the shop after this, get the ingredients. That's that's what I'm having for dinner. Aww. James is on the lookout for a new pasta dish because uh, him and his girlfriend got quite into making uh, a different pasta dish. And yeah. I saw them the other day and I mentioned the pasta dish and they both looked really tired when it came up because they've clearly been eating it far too much. We love it, but we are ashamed of how much we've been eating it all the time. <laughs> Let's get on to your starter, Rosie. How messy is this? <laughs> Actually, not messy at all. I think 
you're gonna hate because I need to warn you that I won't be here for about 12 hours because I like eating slowly. Surprise, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love if they brought back Surprise, Surprise and Rosie was the host. Oh, Rosie, please, if you could host a reboot of Surprise, Surprise, that is, that's oh, got... Oh, my God! <laughs> but between the first surprise and the second <laughs> surprise, everyone will get the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so my starter, um, I think it'll take me about three hours to eat. And it's just crisp. You're talking twiglets. Fucking we just had popper dubs. <laughs> also, Rosie, you st- you started. We started this interview by you saying, "Oh my god, I love food. I'm such a foodie." And your starter is, and I, and I quote, "Just crisps, <laughs> just crisps." <laughs> but like, I don't think you understand. Correct. Okay, sorry, take us through again. Okay. (laughs) Twiglets, fingers, bacon rashes, then little onion rings, salt and vinegar sticks, and one peanuts as well. Peanuts. (laughs) Cashew nuts. I want them cheese straws. Oh, I want hula hoops. I want Doritos of every flavour. I want knickknacks, but only the barbecue rib version. I want the crinkly mini cheddars. I don't want walkers, because I feel like I can get walkers anywhere. You can get any of those things you've said anywhere. Every single thing you've said, you can get in the same shop, you can get the walkers. Yeah, you're not travelling to Calais for the rest of a mile. (laughs) This is... You know, you, you've just ordered a load of bar stacks, Rosie. <laughs> this is now, you know, you did you did the move earlier. This is now the four-year-old girl demanding what crisp she wants at her princess party. But it's more about the environment and just the fact that I'm there and grazing and eating I'm having all my favourite snacks in one place. What's wrong with that? 
do you want it all in one big bowl, Rosie, or do you want it in separate bowls? No, lucky dip. No, I want to be oh, wait, did I say pretzels? No, I don't. I mean, you said everything else, but yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> you, you missed pretzels. Snack. I think you missed out pretzels and pork scratchings, and that was it. No, Jim, Jim, Bob, I don't <laughs> want pork scratchings. I want pretzels. Um, I want to be in control of where I dip. So now. In one bowl, you're gonna get the cheesy Doritos on a twig. No one wants a cheesy twig, do sure. they? Actually, it sounds quite nice now you've said that. Melted yeah, cheese and marmite's nice, isn't cheese, it? Cheese and marmite, yeah. yeah. I imagine you, Rosie, with like 50 bowls all lined up in front of you on the table and you're dipping in and going back and forth really quickly. Uh, and it's like, you know, when you see people with loads of glasses with different amounts of water in and they, they play it like an orchestra. I see you playing the snacks like a water glass orchestra. Yes. See, this is also a question because... That in your restaurant, you're able to provide me with a table that looks a bit like a donut. Yes. So ideally, I want to sit in the middle and have the table surrounding me. So I get 360 swivel. So I'm like, toilet pretzel. Toy- oh, what's it? Have what's it? No, you didn't say what's it. What's it? Have behind me? And I got. Everything lined up in front of me. Do you want the table to rotate like a lazy Susan around you, or do you want to spin round on your chair in the middle? Or do you want both to spin round and you see what happens? Oh, my God, please, can the table rotate? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to be in charge of how the table rotates, or do you want it sort of slowly going round so you can just, like, pick as it goes around, a bit like (laughs) a Yosushi belt? convertible? No, no, Ed, how do you not know that about me? I need to be in control. I do know that. Yes. And please, please, about every 20 minutes, just surprise me with a different snack. So I'm always excited. <laughs> Did you say quavers? Did you mention quavers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
听得快呗，不我听得快呗，不我那气，真变没了，放口吐血。Okay, now I'll be honest with you, Rosie. I, this doesn't. This is not my sort of starter. Look, I, I like nuts. I like the nuts really? element. That's great. I think I might be a bit of a crisp snob, you know. I don't. I don't like quavers, watsits, twiglets, the the chipsticks. I don't like any of that. I like proper. Like my favourite crisps, Here Rosie, are Torres black truffle potato crisps. Oh, fuck right off! They are phenomenal. If you have you had them? <laughs> no, because I'm not a pretentious prick. <laughs> I made my first pizza the other day. Did you? Whoa, yeah. What's on the pizza? What was on it? Uh, obviously, tomato sauce, uh, cheddar cheese, little bacon bits, cut up pepper. What? 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 Are you, what are you looking? Which sounds rubbish. I don't know. Bacon on a pizza is shit. Anyway, rubbish. you said cheddar for a start. You, you bacon, cheddar, cheddar b- bacon bits. What pepper? What are you talking about? What are you talking? Use cheddar, cheddar and bacon. What? What are you talking about? He's not respecting your pizza, Cassie. He's not rating your pizza. He's really disrespecting it, actually. Why are you using cheddar? It's cheese on toast. There's my mum told you... me to get it. I'm doing my cook-along with my mum, and she tells me the ingredients, and I'm going out and get them. Very authentic, then, if it came from Nonna Acaster. Yes, that is her name. And <laughs> it was a scone-based pizza as well. <laughs> it tasted good, man. I don't know why you're laughing so much. It's not pizza. You've made a cheese scone. Mm, may have been a cheese scone. What do you mean it was a scone-based pizza? Well, that's what she told me. She's had this recipe for ages. I've had it my whole life. Have you? Is it, that's when she used to do it at home. I'm sorry for disrespecting your memories, James, but it's not <laughs> it's a pizza, okay. mate. Well, I made it real nice. How did you make it? I uh, made the scone base, rolled it out, put it in the in the tray. Yeah. Then covered that with the passata, <laughs> brushed that over, put the cheese over, then put all the toppings over. I put anchovies on mine as well, on my half. Ooh. More cheese on the top, more cheddar cheese. Put it in the oven. Bought it out and I ate my scone-based pizza. I was very proud of myself. I thought it's gonna be great. I'm gonna really impress Big Zoo when I tell him this. I didn't know I was gonna get such an absolute dressing down. <laughs> I mean, you know, I respect your pizza making. You know, like brother, like it's not sounding very. I don't know what's a, sco- a scone-based pizza. Yeah, I'm still in the dark about a scone-based pizza as well. Like in Napoli. Like, did you use the stone that you put in the oven to make the base cook? No, 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 no. You don't need that for scone-based. You just. Uh, <laughs> You just, it's, uh, what was in the scone base? Butter, self-raising flour. It was scone. Scone. It was a scone. Baking powder, cheese, and a, cheese. A, a little bit of salt. And I rolled that all up together and then rolled it out with my rolling pin. No yeast, nothing. It's a scone-based pizza. <laughs> so you made a big scone yes. and you put cheese and tomato and bacon on top of it. Guilty, your honour. Zoo, I made a lasagna the other day. Uh, first thing you do is you put um, blueberry muffins in the bottom of the tray. <laughs> And then you pour over the tomato, and then you put the yeah. bacon in, and yeah. the cheddar cheese, uh, and then uh, and then you put loads of Twix bars on the tops. Delicious, proper lasagna. Well, I mean, you know, you've made yourself look stupid there, because clearly I would love to eat that, so it's not like... <laughs> is this true? The nearest to a meal you can have is the boost bar. It's got a real density yeah. to it, It's got a it? real density. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Have you seen the boosts that are, like, about that long? Yeah, yeah. What are they thinking? Yeah. I mean, that's binding people, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
it, it literally is. It's taking a workforce down. Is it even a duo? It's not a duo. It's one, that's one I consistent think, bar. I think, James, it's a great big boost, yeah, for adults only, 18. Yeah. If, if you kind of, like, had the baguette for a rollover hot dog and did the spike, do you think you could fit that boost in there and it'd still be poking out the top? <clears throat> My instinct is it would be perfect. It would yeah. be absolutely, what Ooh. did you call that? Flush yeah, in the yeah. end of the roll. Yeah. And you'd be onto something, yeah. and they'd be franchised, mm-hmm. and you'd be on a yacht, smoking cigars, probably yeah. with a pet ape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all you need to do is lob a boost, and it could work, you know. Yeah. It could work. If that boost is, uh, to quote you, taking down a workforce, yeah. what's a boost and a baguette going to do? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's going to bring all the vehicles down, yeah. isn't it? It's going to clog their engines, everything. Thanks, Bob. Woo, the Boost Baguette, yes, please. Flush. Have you tried the Boost Baguette yet, James? No, I am going to at some point. I do want to do it, but it has to be with a rollover hot dog uh, baguette. Yeah. That I've, I've, I've seen it, and then the Boost straight in it. And it has to be flush. So, you know, there's a lot of criteria to be met there. So I don't there's know if I'll ever planning. Yeah. find myself near a hot rollover hot dog stand in possession of a boost. Now, James, this next uh, clips package is entitled Characters. We've got a fair few uh, brilliant clips in here with their uh, special comedy characters they've invented during during the podcast. Asim Chowdhury, Mary Lynn Ricecub, Tanya Moore, Rafe Spool, Paul Shear. Not characters themselves. They're real people. But they did characters within the course of the podcast, James. Some of my favourite moments oh. are when people break into character. I'm very excited about these. There's <laughs> one character in particular who really warms my heart. I think the listeners really need to pay attention to this section and remember that the healthy old man should have a bigger place in off-menu lore. Yes, people should be making their own healthy old man merch, really. Yes, yeah, I love the healthy old man. But my drama teacher absolutely fucking hated me. Like, you know, one of those teachers that, like, if you breathe, you get a detention. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, she just didn't like the cut of my jib. Yeah. And I didn't like the cut of her jib. Yeah. And um, I remember one day in one lesson, my mate threw a rubber at her head, right? Uh-oh. Classic. And she turned around and she, uh, yeah. Um, I remember I told this story in America once and they thought I was talking about a condom. They're like, you I was like, no, a rubber is an eraser, we call it. And she turned around, she saw it was me and she just was fuming. It wasn't me. But obviously, I'm no snitch. I'm not going to be yeah. like, it was him. Obviously, I took the rap for it. And she kicked me out of the drama class, right? This was GCSE as well. She kicked me out and she said, all right, Asim, she went, you need to earn your grade back. And I went, all right. She went, you need to come in on time. You need to blah, blah, blah. And I went, I didn't. I really tried hard for the next like six months. I came in on time. I wasn't being naughty. I helped my group with their final production. This is where the Poppadon bit I was going to say. I wrote it. I directed it. I gave myself a tiny part because I thought, you know, I might not get graded here. So it was called The Poppadon Father. <laughs> and it was a, it was like it was like a, the Asian version of The Godfather. <laughs> and it was really... <laughs> And it was really fucking good. Like, it was funny, sweet. It was about, you know, you come to this day on my daughter's wedding. And he was eating poppadoms. And, you know, it was fucking ridiculous. And there was, like, you know, shooting going on and, like, lussy flying everywhere. It, you know, I went to school in Hounslow, so it was, like, you know, very Asian. Yeah, and then at the end of it, like, I was like, okay, I think I've really done a good job here. I, I hope I get a grade. I hope I get a GCSE, right? The, even my whole group, they wrote a letter to the teacher saying, look, we think Asim's deserved it. He's done great. She still didn't grade oh. me. So I basically left school with a U in GCSE. And then I quit 
any kind of drama acting for years because I thought, oh, I'm not good mm. enough or it really disheartened me. And then for years, I didn't do anything. I went into like, you know, like film and media and, you know, script writing and all behind the camera because it really knocked my confidence. Mm. And it, it's amazing like how how powerful teachers can be. Like a great yeah. teacher, you'll never forget. And a shit like, And I still am not over oh. that. Like I still think she did me so wrong, yeah. you know? I'm the same, man. I've got a te- teacher like that. Every time I think about her, I get absolutely furious still. Yeah. I, I, you want to go up to her as an adult and say everything that you were yeah. mature enough to be able to like articulate when you were that age. Exactly, exactly. And I, and I think deep down, like, you know, she's probably seen me and doing stuff and all that. Like, I was very tempted to go up to after the BAFTA and being yeah. like, dear Lord, <laughs> <laughs> what a sad little life. Um, you ruined my drama GCSE so you can have the money. No, no, I'm joking. I, I am kind of over it. But I know, I know what you mean, Jay. I still get a little bit kind of frustrated and sad because I do think it's important. And I think teachers, they should recognize, like, I was a good kid. I was a creative kid. Mm. You clearly had a lot of good ideas. Okay, I might be a bit of a shit, but you need to get like they're kids. We're kids. Part you know what job. I mean? Like on the complete flip side, my English teacher, absolute fucking legend. Mm-hmm. He used to listen to my old rap songs and he used to like talk about hip hop with me. You know, he would know when I'd come in stinking of weed. He would be like, he would just always chat to me, and he's still my friend today. Uh-huh. Till this day, we're still mates. So that goes to show you. And he gave me all the confidence in the world mm-hmm. to be a writer, to you know, English I loved and playing with the language and very nurturing as a, you know what I mean? As a teacher, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed yeah. to nurture these kids and give them a chance, man. And I was still a little dickhead, but, you know, so just the flip side, and it goes to show you how important teaching is. Um, it can change, it can shape a kid's life, you know? I don't think we've ever had as uh, open and in-depth and uh, <laughs> earnest and vulnerable answer to Papadoms or Bread ever. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I well, absolutely mate. love that answer. Really lovely answer. But I'll be honest, Asim, the whole time you were talking there, I wanted to ask more questions about the plot of the Poppadom Father. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we want to know what happens in the Poppadom Father. <laughs> well, I know that we, um, I remember when it started, I did the, but like in an Indian, I was like, and the doubler came. It was amazing, I'm telling you. You come to the day of my doors. I remember we used to say ox when we were younger. We yeah. used to say not ask. We used to go ox me for this. Like when I was younger, I used to say, for some, I don't know why. It was, I think it was like a class thing. Like, you know, like if you were working class and, and foreign, you would say ox. And we also used to say uh, crips instead of crisps. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when I was a kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go, oh, um, uh, ox your mom for some crisps. <laughs> oh, salt and vinegar. And the W's and V's were all over the. Oh, I really want salt and vinegar. Ox your mom for some crisps. She won't give it to me, but she'll give it to you, Oxa, for crips. And I, we had all of that in the Poppadom Bar. It was great. It was like, was oh, there man, a take so on funny. the horse's head in the bed thing? Yeah. Did you like? Did you do your version of that? No, we didn't. No, we didn't get to. We were. I remember we were discussing that, and it was going to be a, the dog, a dog instead. But it was just we didn't really have the props for it, and then we wanted someone to play the dead dog. And this one guy was like, "Oh, what? So I'm going to play the dead dog and have no lines?" He was like, he took it as a bit of a slap. So we just kind of left that bit. What out. part but, were you? You said you gave yourself a small part. Do you remember? I was a cleaner. I just I came in one scene and just sweeped up something and then left. And it wasn't even you that threw the rubber. This is what's really upsetting me about this. All of this was for no reason. Because who threw the rubber, Asim? It was my mate. It was my mate Nick. Right. Okay. Now we can say names. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes people have those conversations about restaurants they go to. I don't have those. No. Okay? Yeah. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. I don't have the space uh-huh. in my brain to log in yeah. and talk about what restaurants I've been to. Uh-huh. I'm not going to do it. What, uh, I'm gonna go to 7-Eleven and I'm gonna go to Maggiano's. 
when you say there's no space in your brain to log in and do that, um, what, what, what do you think is like taking up the space? What are you thinking Ooh, about just instead? Just more space. What are you thinking, what are you, <laughs> I think you know that. What are you thinking about instead that's like stopping you? I'm trying not to think about stuff. Right. You're trying to clear your mind as much as possible. I want to be involved in a religion that doesn't let women in. Pardon me? Like the guy who sits under the tree in meditation what? and he's uh-huh. like, I don't eat food. Yeah. Women are stupid. <laughs> I'm involved. I want to be that guy. You want to be the man. Yeah, you're like, you ask him something, mm. like, tangible that happens in every day, and he's like, I don't know, man. I'm just all energy. Yeah. I'm uh, one with the earth. But why does he hate women, that guy? <laughs> well, he doesn't hate them. He just sees them as subservient. Right. And they just take care of everything while he sits under the tree right. and is okay. evolved. So you want to be that guy? Yeah. Right. But where does that leave you as a woman? I no longer exist. But you're the man in this scenario. Correct. So you would like to be a man who hates women. <laughs> okay. Not hates, mm. but sees them as subservient. Yes. Okay. Do you want to just do this just for the main course or for the remainder of the meal? Yeah. Be this man. You're so sweet. You're giving me an out on this. Yeah, too. you can. You can. You can just. You can just be the man who hates women under the tree for Eating the main bo- course. But but also eat eats bolognese. Yeah, you need to eat the bolognese. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm we... gonna be that guy for the main course. Okay, great. And then we... wait till you see what I'm gonna be for the next. <laughs> <laughs> can we? I, I want to get more of an idea of this man. So, like, can you be the man now? And I'm I'm approaching you under the tree. Okay. And what's his name? First of all, um, Guru Dave. Guru Dave. Uh, hello, Guru Dave. I've walked many miles to see you. I wondered if you could tell me I'm having such a lot of stress in my personal life at the minute. The washing machine broke and my socks are really wet. And I think I'm going to have to go and constantly top up the dryer. Ah, ah, huh? ah, <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> that's you. Stop. And then he takes his branch and whips you on the head. <laughs> Thank you. And if you keep talking, you get an eye poke. And then you're half blind. Then see how much you care about your socks and your bitching. <laughs> <laughs> also, try going on a hunger strike for two days and then get back to me. You're eating bolognese, About your Dave. problems. You're currently you eating don't, to go on a hunger don't strike pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> ah, ah, oh, you eat bolognese. Do I eat bolognese? <laughs> yeah. You don't know. You don't know what I do. You got spaghetti hanging out of your mouth right now. (laughs) I could have spaghetti coming out of my nose. That doesn't mean I'm eating it. I barf it up after this, guys. (laughs) Guru Dave's got issues. (laughs) How long do you want this? So evolved, but also has an eating disorder. (laughs) How long do you want the strands of spaghetti to be? Mm, Great question. Are you gonna answer it as Marilyn or Guru Dave? Well, Guru Dave, one long string. Yeah. At a time that goes in his nasal passage yeah. all the way down and then goes out because he want he wants everything to be up. connected. So he wants it hanging out of his nose and his butt at the same time. And I'm you just pull so. one end and it would yeah. come out the sorry, other. I'm sorry, but is that's he what he wants. <laughs> is he going to floss his whole body? Yes. Yeah. It's a body floss. Yeah. That goes in his nose, not his and mouth. And I'm sorry about that, but no, that's looks, what it is. Oh, uh, you don't need to apologize. This is Guru Dave. <laughs> 
Yeah. This, this is, is nothing not to do with you, Mary. Good Dave. Dave. Yeah. This is how he cleanses his inside. With a big, with big long, long piece of spaghetti. <laughs> one yeah. long piece of spaghetti, yeah. which he inserts in his nose and not his mouth. Yeah. And do you want the sausage in there as well? You can get sausage in there. No sausage. No sausage? No meat. It's a fish boil. Ugh. It ruins it. No way. You want the full <laughs> meal in there, the potato, the corn, the sausage, the prawns. Oh. Sausage is savage. Sausage is savage. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. You two were on the same page for a while there. Now sausage has divided you. <laughs> it's always the way, though, isn't it? <laughs> what do you think, right? You know, king prawns. Let's just pretend for a while that you know king prawns were a civilization in their own right. If they have someone who's in charge, mm. what would they call that person? That prawn? Yeah, because they're all called king prawns. He's the prawn. That's just the prawn. Yeah. <laughs> so. The king and the king prawn. It's just prawn. You don't even have to. You don't king him, he's just prawn. So he's in charge because he's not a king. No, no, no. It's not that he's not a king. It's just that everybody else is king, 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 king. So that's regular. Yeah. So he's different. He's just prawn. See, he's the prawn. <laughs> the prawn. The prawn. You have to have the prawn in there. It's yeah. The, the prawn. <laughs> There's yeah. lots of king prawns, but he's the prawn. Yeah, yeah. Because originally it. you said prawn. Yeah. No, I said I said the prawn. Well, we recorded it, Tanya. So let's go. You go. You go right, right now. I agree. I agree that. The, the prawn makes more sense. But at one point you said, he's just prawn. He's just prawn. And I love the thought of everyone just going, hey, prawn. And just calling him prawn. <laughs> and everyone else is a king prawn. Actually, I was saying the, the. What you, the the is more commanding, isn't it? It is. The yeah. prawn. Because then everyone will start putting DA and start graffiti in it, and you don't want that. You don't want to be that. <laughs> then there'll be a rapper called the prawn rapper, and you don't want that. No. <laughs> I do. A yeah. rapping prawn called the prawn rapper. Yeah, definitely. What's he going to rap about? One in a sausage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not being allowed to hang out in the jacuzzi with a sausage. The prawn rapper, the prawn rapper sat in the jacuzzi. That's all the seafood boil. Yeah. Like rapping about being a prawn. Of course I want that. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Still, though, very difficult to come up with words that rhyme with sausage. So the prawn is really in trouble. Yeah. There. Maybe if he changes the way he says sausage, you might say sausage. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rapper. He can do okay. that. Okay. He can do that. Yeah, he, he can says do sausage. That. Can, can call it sausage. <laughs> <laughs> let's, say, let's say he calls it sausage instead of sausage. <laughs> what words does that open him up to? <laughs> What words out there? Vibe with sausage. Look, no, it's sausage. Siege. No, it's siege. Siege. Okay. Yeah. Trees. Trees. Trees rhymes with sausage, does it? If you say it right. Why are you crossing your arms? <laughs> so, I'm just. I'm kind of excited because I, I want to just keep this going for a long time. So, well, because it's because me and Tanya really acted like we'd solve the problem there when yes. when Tanya said you could change it to sausage, and we were both like, yeah, 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 yeah. that would that would work. That would solve the problem. Now he's got a veritable dictionary in front of him. Yeah. So you've got siege and trees so far that rise with sausage. Yeah, um, bees. Bees. Knees. You could say, I'd give you the sausage and have you on your knees. That's a good song. Oh, oh yeah, that's that fine. is a good song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not denying that's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> Teach you about the birds and the bees. See? Yeah. See, this, see, this. sort of works. Why don't you say sausage? It changes, it opens you up, babes. <laughs> Just change it. 
like my teens, I grew up in southeast London in the 90s, and at that time, UK garage was a big thing, right? Yeah. And especially on the old Kent Road, uh, that was the sort of the beating heart of the UK garage scene, right? And yeah. garage, their whole thing was like sexy and stylish, right? Mm. You had to come looking nice, yeah? So a lot of the things would be like, no caps, no trainers, no attitude, right? Like those, yeah. those were the three things about not getting into a club. <laughs> and um, sometimes, well, what, one time, I didn't actually do it, so I'm using some license here. A friend of mine turned up with trainers on and probably a little bit of attitude, and, um, <laughs> we, uh, and we were turned away. And then someone said, just take your black socks off, put them over your trainers. <laughs> and he did. And we sailed on in to cookies and cream garage night. <laughs> cookies, cookies and cream. Wow. Cookies and cream. Food related. Immediately exactly. food related. Yeah. See, that story did come round. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Were the bouncers letting that slide? Did they know the sock trick or were they just not looking properly and they, they thought didn't it was... blink. They just thought he had big shoes on. <laughs> Woolly shoes. Big, exactly. Big fluffy shoes. He thought none the wiser. He thought he'd gone home. And got changed into some respectable shoes. Alas, no. It was a roost. (laughs) If someone was to make a film Mm. about the 90s UK garage scene, Mm. I mean, we already know you definitely want to be in it. I do. It's your your upbringing. It's where you come from. Mm. But, like, who would you want to play in that film? If you look back at the garage scene, all the big names in it, all the big players, who would you want to play? Well, two local celebrities where I grew up, were two MCs called Nikki S and Nike. Oh, yeah. And I remember once I was really, um, I was in this place called the Paradise Bar in Broccoli and Nikki S had just done a storming set. People were really sort of in awe of, of, of him. And he came walking towards me and he made eye contact with me and he put his fist up to fist bump me. Yeah. And I put my fist up. I thought he knows who I am. Oh, and he sailed okay. straight past me and fist bumped someone <laughs> behind me. Oh, no. I would say Nicky S gets his mm. fist bumps ready too early in that case. I, I, and that's exactly. not your fault. <laughs> exactly. That is not your fault. But but the sort of UK garage voice, I don't know if you, um, maybe you don't, if you weren't that sort of au fait with UK garage radio in the 90s, it was that sort of like ladies crew, bubbling fresh. You know, that sort of like, shout out to all the ladies in the venue. Uh, it's going to be a roadblock event. It was like, no one has ever spoken like that. And I don't know no. why, I don't know how they settled on that voice as the voice to, <laughs> to get people jazzed up yeah. about the garage night. Who was the first guy to do that voice? And at what point did everyone go, yeah, we're, we're going to stick with this. We're going to stick gonna, with that. Yeah. yeah, listen, we should probably do a rate. We should probably do an advert for, for this club night. Well, how, how do you even sound on an advert? Ladies, let me tell you. <laughs> It's going to be a banging night. <laughs> what does and what does bubbling bubbling fresh mean? Because I've heard people say that before. Yeah. Well, bubbling is dancing, oh, and and go. and fresh is real fresh dancing. Yeah. Oh, I see. Speaking yeah. of voices, I didn't know mm. what you really sounded like, Rafe, until just now. Are you surprised? Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen you in a lot of films, a lot of TV. And I think I've only heard you speak like this in Short of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've heard you use this voice a- a- anywhere else. I'm just, I'm literally putting it on now. This is, then, <laughs> this is not how I speak. Yeah. I speak like that garage voice. That's, that, that's how I usually, that's how I usually talk. How was your day at school? <laughs> Talking like that. Is that to your kids? Is that yeah, how you, you talk to them? Yeah. What are you thinking for dinner? Um, <laughs> ladies. No, ladies. No, no, this is, this is how I sound. Yeah. 
so I have a fake name on on Yelp. Now we're jumping apps, but uh, on Yelp <laughs> I have a fake name and a fake picture, uh-huh. and uh, and I review there. Uh, it's still Paul, but it's a different last name. Yeah. And uh, but it's, a, it's an older man with a, a beard, uh, cheersing a green drink. Like he has a green drink, yeah. like that. I'm, I love that as my profile pic. And then I will leave a nice review. But then whenever I finish it, they're like, "Longer, please." Yeah. And I'm like, "Long? I, yeah. I've given it to you. I've given you the rating. And I told you it was good. Like, what? Why do I need to get in? Like, I have to write like a, an article?" For do this? you write the review? Is it sort of what you think in the reviews, or is it what the healthy old man thinks? Uh, yes. No. It is, yes. It, no. I am. Uh, my character work does not go that deep on Yelp. <laughs> I, I wish it to go. I should. <laughs> it should be, should be the old man. Healthy yeah. old man. Yeah. Healthy old man. <laughs> He'd get like a running story with him yeah. as well. Like, yeah. you know, he's Just, married in the first one, but his marriage falls apart gradually. Yeah. With you all know, I reviews. used to go here with my wife. Uh, yeah. you know, but it, should, it should maybe even be a little bit more like bizarre. Like uh, my wife was killed in a jet ski accident. Like you know, yeah, yeah. there's a bizarre way that she was murdered. Maybe I did it. Yeah, uh, I, think I, you, I think it has to, to end it. up yeah. that you did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like the jinx. So yeah. By the end, it's yeah. like yeah, you accidentally. I admitted I did it. Yeah. Oh, I did it all. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, this is the best place to get your auto uh your your oil changed (laughs) what do you think and i will be asking this for every question the healthy old man would want Uh, the healthy old man would definitely want i mean he'd want to he would do still because uh, the bubbles make him a little into you know the indigestion is a little and they they remind him of when his wife's last breath from under the sea (laughs) let me ask you guys this question um I watched it go down. I, I wish I knew how to swim. I wish. Um, I just didn't know. Um, but then there's like a picture that comes out where I was swimming. I was actually a swimming Yay. champion and a child. And my story doesn't clear. Also, starter-wise, what's the healthy old man having? The healthy old man, well, the healthy old man is going to do something very nice. It's going to be like an endive, but there'll be some things in like a, almost like a, kind of like a lettuce cup, but an endive cup, you yeah, know, yeah. delicious, nice, respectful, a little bit of spice to it, but not too much. It's not going to kick too much. Yeah. The last yeah. thing the healthy old man is doing is filling up on bread, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not, he is avoiding bread at he's all He's not costs. had bread since 1986. Because he knows, he's got yeah. limited time, he's got to keep Keep it all yeah, healthy. Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, out. this reminds me of my... I used to have a uh, allotment myself, and I'd grow my own vegetables. Yeah. You'd look into it and be like, he didn't have an allotment. He just stole. He stole from his extra neighbor, this yeah. guy, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's always... Yeah. Like, like Peter Rabbit. <laughs> we did have an allotment, <laughs> and everything he planted died. And they yeah. were like, why? What's under there? What's under that soil? <laughs> that soil, healthy old man. That's this healthy old man actually <laughs> It's made of people. The reason why the fertilizer is so good, it's yeah. this dead corpse. Oh, no, is that what's in the green drink. Oh no! Oh no! Healthy old man's drinking he's people. A, he's the Sweeney Todd of gardening. Yeah. This man. You just put a little ginger in there, and it goes down so smooth. <laughs> healthy old man. <laughs> And before we move on, what's the healthy old man having for his main course? Healthy old man is going to do something that I feel like is going to be nice, which is um, a like a broiled fish. Like, yeah. you know, uh, it's going to have some flavor and it. it's going to be a white fish, yeah, yeah. a flaky white fish. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's going to be uh, capers, not an overwhelming yeah. amount of capers. And, uh, and I would put, um, you know, underneath it. 
you know, nothing, not like a pasta, not even a risotto. I would just say for the healthy old man, I think it's going to be just very uh, simple garnish, but it will be an edible garnish. Maybe like a, yeah. a green pepper, yeah. uh, a yellow pepper, just a little bit to give it some color. So it's just like a white fish on a plate. Yeah. And it doesn't not remind my... him of anyone's birthday, I don't mind. No, 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 no. no, 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 no you don't no, want to think about no, the birthday. No, I mean, especially because his birthday he shared with his wife. And that yes. is, is. They had the same that, yeah, birthday. Yeah, it's a tricky yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Were you yeah. digged down into it and yeah. they were twins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were brother and sister. <laughs> they were brother and sister. They left the country because they their love was forbidden. <laughs> they could I never make to, babies. That's why I had to kill her. They, 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 they <laughs> yeah. onto them. Look, you know what? It, it just it, like honestly, the truth is, their parents died. They left the money. He didn't want to split it. He wanted to take uh, that money yeah, and start yeah, a brand yeah, new yeah. life. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Oh, that healthy old man. <laughs> oh, he's so healthy. Also, I feel like, um, going back to your side dish, that this salad bar is, this is where you and the healthy old man cross paths. <laughs> yes. This is where I see him. I feel like. Now, he's it, not yeah. going to come over on the cheese side. No, but I, no. I, you know, I no, see no, him no, no. and, and, and we, we make eyes and, and he gives me a little, like a yeah. little nod. But yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see healthy, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Raises his green yeah. glass. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, hello. And then and kind of maybe puts his finger to his lip and goes, shh. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't here. <laughs> you didn't see me. Yeah. H-O-M. Maybe he's dressed in, like, the server uniform for Fogger de Chow, and then he takes his name badge off Just, and sneaks out the back. And yeah. He, yeah. Like, Where did my server go? The old man. There's no uh, old man who you works know, Or you, you, see him like, um, you see him, like, subtly walk by a table and scoop a credit card, like, puts his hand down, like, yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm having trouble walking and it takes a credit card off him and make eye contact with him yeah and there's a moment and he's yeah. like, and i don't say anything he doesn't say anything i don't even have to ask you what the healthy old man's drinking because we all know he likes green drink oh yeah green yeah drink, he's yeah. got green drink. yeah green drink is definitely there yeah so i gotta show you the picture of the old man yeah now. you do yeah, yeah, yeah. i think you're picturing him older man. than now i want to find an older picture because I, yeah. I think you're picturing him slightly older than he is but i like <laughs> i like that idea that he is older i mean you can send us that picture and we'll use it to promote this podcast oh, if oh you my gosh yeah. I, all right I'm, i am definitely gonna do that yeah. i i gotta get that in there just so good i'm loving the old man i'm gonna here it is right here <laughs> He's so awkward. It's great. I love it. Yeah, he's not even that. He's not even he's that old. But it's he's, a, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. But I mean, I like him. I like him older. It's even like, funnier that but he's healthy old man. Yeah. He's like probably fifty max. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Like a, he's a, he's a lovely. He's not even fully great, but there's something about him that is like yeah. a. It's a great awkward shot of him. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. the top of his head's cut off. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. yeah. It's like I, what I found about it was I was like, this feels like a real picture. Yes. Like you know, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's what you really have to kind of grab. The yeah. old man who would, yeah. uh, who would leave reviews <laughs> on websites. Yeah. Um, and before we read your order back to you, uh, what's Healthy Old Man getting for dessert? Healthy Old Man is getting um, a dark chocolate. Uh, oh, yeah, he's yeah. just gonna have a bite of it. Yeah. it you know, uh, it, it not, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a cake. It's not gonna be too too decadent. It uh, probably uh, it will be. Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of what he would really want. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna go back and say like, Old Man. <laughs> A scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Just a, a a plain yeah. scoop of vanilla. And he'd, with, he'd be going, oh, I'm being so bad. Yeah, me. I'm being real yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just said, yeah, that would be yeah. that. <laughs> Thanks, Paul Shear. Lovely to hear from Paul and the healthy old man there. Now, James, that uh, episode was recorded when we were in Los Angeles before the uh, global pandemic. Um, so we were just sort of dipping our toe into Hollywood life. Little did we know at the time that you yourself mm. would then go on yes. to be the star 
of a Hollywood film. Star of all Hollywood, actually. Yeah. The talk of the town. You are the talk of the town in Hollywood, Hollywood town. There's talk of letting you live in the big in one of the O's. Yeah. Me, James Corden and Ramesh Ranganathan all going to live in the big O together, running around it on our little hamster wheel. Is it one O that you live in together or do you each get yeah. an O? We all live in the one O and, and, it, and it spins around like a hamster wheel and we all can run on it together. Yes, because, of course, you were all mice. Yes. And you spent the rest of the year on Off Menu trying to get acting tips because it's been such a busy acting year for you. Yes. Uh, so here's a little clip of something relating to that from the Martin Freeman episode. I also kind of want to ask you if you can still do the Fargo voice uh, these days or can you not do it anymore? It takes a bit of a run-up, to be honest, James. It takes a little bit of a warm-up. I don't want to make you perform for us, Martin. It's, it's, I mean, it was fairly. It was obvious at the beginning of the episode that you were angling for that, James. Yeah. We, all, yeah. we all ignored it and we yeah. moved on. Yeah. Martin was very classy. He just decided yeah. to sort of segue into the next bit. Yes. What would really make me happy is you trying it. Oh, yeah, that would yeah, make yeah. me happy. I'm very bad at accents. But that's why it's going to be fun. If Why don't you say, what would you okay. like for your dessert as a, as a Minnesotan? Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Me and Martin have naturally yeah. braced oh. ourselves. Have you noticed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really just... hard. Uh, I, I can't really get past okay then. Okay, uh, Ma- Martin, what would be... What be? I kind of need to know your dessert choice there, Martin. If you... Oh, I'll fight. Okay. Uh, uh, I need to know your... <laughs> it's yeah. not bad. It's, it's a bloody gallant effort. I'm trying my best. I'm genuinely trying. Hmm. I think you'd hit the R's more. Hit the hit the R sound more so on on my name and on the dessert. Ma- Martin? Ma- no, hit R. I lose the rest of it. Martin. Mar- no, 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 I'm doing. Oh, hmm. that's good. Martin. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Dessert. Yeah. yeah, dessert. I'm getting better in real time already. Improving, yeah, definitely. Imagine if you're in a restaurant and the waiter came over and just started going, okay, 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 yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, okay <laughs> getting into character. What be, what be you want no, for dessert on. there? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. Can I see the manager, please? This is um, yes. a lot of fun. I like uh, you doing accents. Can we just throw accents yeah, at you? Good. If you want to, I mean, I, it serves me right for trying to make you do the voice. So, yeah, I think so. But, like, like can, can you do the thing where you don't pause? Because it, let's... Let's face it. Yes. It's a bit more serious for me if I do a load of shit accents because it's my job, right? There's, you've, got nothing, you've got your own thing going on, James. Do you know what I mean? Sure. You're untouched. By, like if you, okay, you does a bad Welsh, no one gives a shit. Yeah. So if I just say an accent, a region, yeah. I'll keep it in Britain. I'll keep it in Britain. Okay. And you've just got to, without pausing, just ask me what I want for dessert in that accent. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Belfast. Oh, fuck off. Boy, start, off with, start off with the one that will get me the most trouble. It's good. That's the sort of thing they say, but you need to work on the accent a bit more. What would you like for dessert? What the hell wow, is yeah. that? I'm trying not to think. I'm what trying would not you to like think. for dessert? One more, tr- one more. Birmingham. What would you like for dessert? Wow. They are all quite similar, aren't they? There's a definite similarity yeah. between all of them, which just goes to show we're all one big family. The human race is one big family. When I'm not allowed to think about it, I really do surprise myself with what comes out of my mouth, and I'm not allowed to think about it at all, and I just mm. have to go for it. it. It's a shock to me when it happens. Uh, well, And to all of us, but um, <laughs> I think it's quite good... 
to like not let your brain get in the way and just go for it. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we all admire that more. Wow. The fact that you've you know you've got you've gone for it. Mm. We should ask you to dessert properly, really. But I also want to know how long it took you to do the Fargo accent. Really, oh, James. All all I wanted to talk about on this episode <laughs> is the Fargo accent. Yeah, we know. And I don't know why everyone's getting in the you way. You could have got it. my number from someone, James. I'm sure we've got mutual <laughs> friends, and uh, you could have just texted me. There we go, James. Do you think Martin helped you with your acting there? He certainly did, Ed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Oh, I was, yeah. uh, sorry, I, I was supposed to be recording this with James Acaster. Who's this? Oh, I'm from Fargo. Wow, that's that's amazing. Hello. I didn't I didn't realise yeah. we were having guests on there, so this was just supposed to be me and James. It was just like a clips thing. Oh, you betcha. What's your name? You betcha. Why do you keep saying everything twice, slightly differently? Oh, oh no reason. Oh, pretty good. Okay, pretty we're sort good. of stra- straying towards Shrek territory there, aren't we? I don't know about that, Ed. So this year, we also reached our 100th episode. It was a momentous occasion where we got to reveal our own... Whoever that is, can you go away and get James back? We revealed our own dream menus to our special guest genie, Claudia Winkleman. Let's have a little listen to some highlights from that. Before I do anything, I just like to say out loud, this is quite major. This is not what normally happens because I am I'm honoured. That's what I'm going to I'm going to use that word uh, to welcome James and Ed to the Dream Restaurant. Oh, thank you very much, Claudia. There we go. Thank you. We're honoured. We're honoured to have you. There we go. Oh, it's the Dream Restaurant has a bird in it today. Well, we're in Tahiti. Um, ah, I love it. I am a facilitator today because what's happening? Just to share with the group. It's your 100th episode of the best podcast of all time, let's be honest. Correct. And today, you two, this is huge, uh, are going to share your menus. Yes. And I've given you temporarily the genie powers. I've transferred them over (laughs) to you. Thank you. We did the thank you. We did the ceremony beforehand. Yeah. I mean, it was a long. It was a long ceremony. Three and a half hours of humming. Yes, a lot of humming. <laughs> and you were very good throughout. You were very respectful. Now, Claudia, obviously the idea is you use those genie powers to create our dream menus when we ask for them. But obviously while you've got them, it would seem a shame to not use them for some other stuff. Is there anything else you'll be using the genie powers for? No, this is what everyone needs to grasp, is this is not about me. This, <laughs> okay. this is what you two like doing. You like asking questions. You have an opinion about a side dish. You're like, what spoon would you use with that? <laughs> Now, now this is on YouTube. You spotted my trick there, Claudia. I'm yeah. so this is I'm so nervous about mm. doing my dream menu. It's I've just I've realised as I'm trying to do it that it's an awful thing to ask someone to put someone in this position, mm. and we've done it 99 times. Mm. So I was I was trying to ask you what you do the genie powers to try and make this about you there rather you than us because I'm terrified. Nothing to do with me, mate. Try to deflect to straight me. away. Let me ask you this: At what juncture did you start? Have you always, when you've talked to other people, thought? That's madness. I'd never choose that. Have you always, in the back of your head, got your dream menu? No, no, absolutely not. Because I, I've tried, I've, I've done it. But this is, this is what my menu is now, as of this second. But if you asked me tomorrow, it would be different. That's very fickle. That's yeah. very fickle and a bit weird. Yeah, that's the lucky thing about being the hosts. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we do another hundred episodes after this, and on two hundred, we could do another one of these, and we can show how we've grown as people. <laughs> That's exactly. what this podcast is really about. Or what would be adorable 
as if you had exactly the same. Oh, that yeah, would Yeah, that be. would be sweet. If you went, do you know what? I was right. Do you know what? There are some things on this menu. So actually, you said about have we always had it in the back of our heads. And I, if I'm honest, I've always had a, a notes in my in my phone where I've written down all the things that are contenders. Wow. And any time I have anything that's amazing, I've put it in my Google Notes because I thought, well, I'm going to have to do this one day, clearly. Didn't know when it would be, but I knew the day would come. That's quite erotic. So you're at dinner with your girlfriend and you say, yeah. hold on a sec, darling. I've just had a buttered parsnip yeah. with a honey glaze. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. And wrote it in. Sometimes I've got the parsnip in my mouth and my eyes are closed. I'm in ecstasy and my hands are still uh, writing down in the, in the notes. Manically. The parsnip. James, who have you shared this menu with? Did you want to check with anyone? Was it a parent? Was it a friend? I did check with my girlfriend. I, I did tell her. Well, I didn't check with her, actually. She was nosy oh. and wanted to know what it was beforehand. Because you're constantly in Google Notes. She thinks you're having an affair. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't believe me. She's like, well, let me see the notes then. She knows James. She knows he's definitely not having an affair. Her first thought was he's probably writing that down in a note to remind himself later on. Yeah, he's probably food. writing down what food he likes. Always remembered an album that he likes in 2016. <laughs> Absolute loser, this guy. But, yeah, I, I, I did tell And she didn't, you know, there wasn't a point where she went, what? So I think, yeah, that, that was reassuring. Um, but there is some things on it which, uh, I don't know, there's potential for crossover with, with Ed's menu here, and I would be excited if we get... I don't know if there's a special rule where if we say the same thing, something happens in the dream restaurant. I think we have to kiss. We have to kiss, don't we? No, well, not everybody has to stop what they're doing, step away from Zoom and do a roly-poly. <laughs> <laughs> OK, okay deal. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's what happens in our house. If something major happens, just, yeah. all right, guys, mat out. Let's do it. Uh, and I'm 49. That's quite something. Ed, is there anything that has made you slightly nervous? What's giving you the wobbles, as it were? Well, I mean, all of it gives me the wobbles, uh, but in a good way, as in I'll sl- slap my tummy after I've eaten it. Mm. But I think I- I've I've maybe... Have I messed with the format? Uh, as as I went through it, I found our format too restrictive. Um, Goodness. So I've danced around the... That's bold. I've danced around the outskirts of the format, but in a way that previous guests have done, so I'm hoping it will be allowed. Yes. Are you nervous? Because the, the, well, the people who listen to this show love this show. They love the two of you. They often listen to episodes more than once. Are you thinking about pleasing them? Are you thinking about your fans? The off-menu people who make memes. I've still got ones coming to me of Mr Burns. You know, <laughs> if they go, well, James has let us down because he's chosen Partridge. I mean, are, <laughs> are you worried about that? No, I'm, firstly, I'm not worried about James choosing Partridge. I'm not, I, I don't know if that's Nobody would choose not. Partridge, not no. even a Partridge. Well, especially Uh-oh. not Partridge. Continue. Um, I, I think the people who listen to this will be happy with a lot of different outcomes so if they're just straight up nice menus and they think they sound delicious they'll be like yes we're on board with that we like food if the menus are awful they'll enjoy making fun of us on the internet uh, if me and james really come to blows over something that's i think that's the best outcome for them you know if the worst thing happens and i do what everyone wants me to do um, which i'm not going to say out loud now uh, james will absolutely lose his mind well i'm not sure i've been thinking about that i have i've been thinking about what if he does it and if he does it, what am I going to do? And in this instance, mm. I'll be so consoled by my own menu right. that it won't affect me as much. Normally, okay, the menu that the to guest make, yeah. brings to, to the dream restaurant is the only menu I get to hear that day. 
And uh, when they, you know, do something horrible, it really annoys me. So I'm like, oh, we had such a lovely chat and now on this. But now I get to conjure up my own, well, Claudia conjures up uh, my dream meal for me. So maybe, but I don't know. I still might, I don't know how I'm going to feel if he doesn't. I've got to ask you a question, if that's all right. And there's going to be sound effects and I'm excited. Still or sparkling water? Oh, do you know what? It's so exciting having to ask to us and having Claudia mm. asking us. James, what are you? Do you always go for the same thing? What are, what are you going to have? Well, here's the thing, though. I'm worried because I actually haven't checked with Benito as to whether there's a secret ingredient for this episode. And normally, the secret ingredient is something that Ed and I, as the hosts, don't like. I know that you hate water. I'm now worried that the joke is me and Ed get kicked out immediately in the, that, during the water course. No, there is no secret ingredient. That's right. only for you two to do. No. I relax. So I'm, relaxed. I'm holding two bottles. Oh, do you like your view of the window with the pond and the 24-hour sunset, sir? What can I pour you? Here's the thing. So if I had to choose between still and sparkling water, I'd choose still water. And I, I think I'd be more excited if it had some cucumber in it. Uh, and and you some appear to be and eating in a spa. Some, huh? You appear to be eating in a spa, James. Yes. Well, uh, well. I mean, a you drink water, so I don't know if, you, if you're yeah. eating a glass of water, Ed, like a madman. Yeah, but why are you putting cucumber in it? It just makes everything taste like cucumber. Oh uh, yeah, that's the point of adding stuff. To... Sorry, I didn't. I, I actually no, said no. to myself you know before what? this, I Ed. didn't want. I no, didn't no, no. want this to be a fight because I I, no, I, I think James has excellent taste. So... Let him live. He wants okay. he wants a big pool and some cucumber water okay. and a foot rub. It's Continue, a very James. it's a very profound point, Ed, to point out that when you add an ingredient to something, it then tastes of that ingredient. And I, and I, I agree that if you add cucumber, it tastes of cucumber. I like the cucumber when it's sliced really long. Oh yeah. Ah. When they do the diagonal slice. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Why do you prefer that? It tastes better. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is the only one where I was like, everything else on my menu I'm excited about. The water course, I really want it because I wanted to nail every single part of this menu. Yeah. And the water course, I was like, nothing's inspiring me here. I haven't had a water somewhere that's really blown my mind. Mm. And I thought, I know who's hosting this. They might let me do an immediate loophole. Of course I will. And just replace the water. I've said what I would have, still or sparkling. Yeah, and we know that. And also, it's your show. Loophole away. But maybe if I crack open a can, cost and cost and cost and press. It's the water course and Costin is the best. <laughs> He's written the song. You can't deny that. He wants a Costin press. It's got water in it. To be fair, I've gone sparkling, really. It's a mildly sparkling soft drink. Rhubarb Costin press. With ap- it's got apples in it. It's mainly apple-based, but then this is the rhubarb flavour. I love it. I drink it so much. To me, it's like water. This is what my logic is. I love it so much that it's just become a normal flavour to me. I wouldn't really pick it as my dream drink and stuff like that because I just drink it all the time. It's, it's my water. It's coarse and press. And so, therefore, if I want to be excited about every element of this meal, I would want to sit down in a restaurant, by the big window, see the pond, and the waiter just comes over and pours me... Pours everyone on the table a glass of Causton Press from a jug and walks away. And everyone goes, well, this is a surprising start to our meal at Noma. Rhubarb? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> come all the way to Denmark. I'm having rhubarb. Okay. I'm, I think, Ed, if there's no objection, I think that's okay. Well, Claudia, I can't object because uh, you'll find out why when I give you my choice of little <laughs> sparkling water. Oh, gosh. Here we go. I just The only thing I want to ask you about the Causton Press rhubarb 
Is that in a short glass or a tall glass? And does it have ice? And would you be wanting a straw? Just a really... That's good. Got to drill down. I got to drill. I'd like those details, please. Ice is a con, so I'm not having ice. Yeah. <laughs> not going to get me that way. No one's... Again, this, that's a very James Acaster phrase. You're not going to get me that way. No one's trying yeah. to get you, mate. Not was absolutely trying to get no one's trying to get you. Just There's a no... chat. <laughs> Everyone's trying to get me on this. <laughs> I'm not being tricked by the ice. Okay. Ice fills up the glass, takes up the space that could be used for caustic and press. Unless the ice cubes are frozen, caused and pressed. Mm. Oh. Which I'll be open to. Actually, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want, mate. Yeah, but I don't want cubes. I want the crushed ice that's made of caused and pressed. Fill the glass up with that. Pour the caused and press on it. That's what I'd like. So there's a jug, a jug of caused and press in the middle of the table that I can keep on topping up my glass. But it's crushed ice that is made from caused and pressed. That, but that's going to that's gonna bang into your teeth. Are you, are you using a straw? No. No. I've never seen you use a straw. Yeah, I'm not really a straw guy. Mm. He can't yeah. purse his lips, Claudia. He has an open mouth all time. Do you know what, though? I would use a straw if it was one of those, you know, novelty curly straws. Yeah, round yeah. the bend. That's fine. Or they said happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. I like watching that. That's really fun. Okay. So, yeah, maybe Agreed. I'd have one of those straws. But uh... I'm very happy with your answer. Are you... Are you... Are you delighted with that? Is that made I'm really happy with it because... More palatable. Especially the crushed ice, because I hate ice cubes, but then I remembered I actually love crushed ice, and I think it's really cool. So, like, actually, <laughs> I'm really happy with that, especially if it's the same flavour as the drink. I know what you mean. I think crushed ice is really cool, and I think it comes from when you go over to a friend's house when you're younger and they have that fridge with the ice machine on the front. <laughs> yeah. And I think I only had like one friend who had that and I would just spend all day at their house being like, crushed ice or cubes, crushed ice or cubes. It's so exciting. And crushed ice was the coolest because you see cubes yeah. every day, right? Yeah, see cubes all the time. No one cares. But also, I don't like a cube of ice in my mouth. It sometimes does that little screechy sound and that, yeah, that, yeah do you know what I mean? Benito looks confused. Because you can't purse your lips again, so it just falls out, doesn't it? Can't purse them, just just, just falls out. Everything in this meal is going to fall out my mouth. That's why I'm next to the window. (laughs) Next to the window with a bib. Yeah. All right, I'm delighted with that, if you are. I'm so happy with it. I was worried that I... Yeah. Do you know what? I was really worried that I was going to immediately get told, no, you can't have that, not by you, but by Edward Gamble. And then I looked at him and realised he's done the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, yes. Ed, I've got to ask you then. So I've just put a big jug of crushed rhubarb-flavoured fizzy water. Would you like still or sparkling? I'll have a pint of Guinness, please. please. (laughs) I can have water at home. I'm not going to my dream restaurant and kicking off with the water. I can have that out the tap. I'll have two litres of water before I go in to hydrate myself. I'll have easy access to a toilet. And for still or sparkling water, I would like a pint of Guinness, which they still recommend to drink after a marathon as the ultimate hydration tool with uh, iron and other vitamins included. One pint of Giraffe Guinness. I miss it so much. Thank you very much. Bought up a marathon immediately. I mean, I feel bad about letting the rhubarb fizzy walk... Because the rhubarb Corsten world, whatever it is, seems to me water that has just sort of made eye contact with some rhubarb flavouring. sure. Guinness, I'm going to ask you your drink later. No problem. That's coming up. That's like asking for a side dish. For water it's not it's still it's 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 a very hydrating liquid it's uh it's delicious it's it's better water essentially someone's made better water water is still the base of beers and stouts so there's still water in there it's still mainly water i have a question please is it not going to fill you up too much no i mean i don't know what your menu is it might just be frisee lettuce and a tiny timbal of but 
a whole pint of Guinness, you're going to need to have a lie down. No, um, I am extremely greedy. Uh, I do drink. I was, I was actually, when I worked in a pub, I was accused by the landlord of drinking Guinness like water. Oh. So I don't know whether I'm going to add that to my portfolio of evidence. Yeah. Um, I use, I could, I can swig Guinness. I can knock it back. I could drink four pints of Guinness before I start to feel full. But I would like one pint of draft Guinness, please, for my still a sparkling water course. James, yes. how are you feeling about this? Well. Number of questions, mm. fit in a number of ways. Mm. Um, but you respect me massively, obviously. Well, look, I always respect you no matter what, but that doesn't mean I like you. And <laughs> the, uh, here's what I've done, Ed. Here's my question to you. Go Any loophole that I've applied to my menu, my rule for mm. myself was I'm not doing any new loopholes right. that we haven't had on the podcast before. Right. They're only loopholes that I've let people get away with on the podcast so that we're yeah. playing within... The rules. Claudia, when she was on, changed her water to, I believe, a soft drink. So I was like, right, I'm going with Corston Press. Sure. Oh, yes. I swapped it for a mug of macaroni cheese. Yeah. That was it. So, okay. Well, in many ways, the the Guinness kind of has to stand up. Yeah. The Guinness has to stay, especially if it's it's Claudia running this dream restaurant today and she's trying to tell me I'm not allowed Guinness, sat there with a steaming hot mug of pasta. I just wanted to flag it up. A water bottle full of pasta. No, and you're right. You're right to flag it up. I knew it was going to cause a discussion, but I think we can all agree it's a great choice. And uh, and let's move on. How about this? When they finish pouring your Guinness, yeah. When they're just finishing it on the tap, just getting to the end, they don't. Oh, don't. The heads there. What if they wrote in the foam H two O? I mean, I'd be impressed. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. If we're if we're all happy to agree with that. So this is a different day, and it's you two talking to a guest. Yeah. It's Dean Gaffney. He comes on, and he says, because what happens with loopholes is they occur normally at the end. You know what I mean? You're 90 minutes in, everyone's jovial, and you go, please, can my side dish be a tiramisu? And everyone's like, ah, get out of here. Bye, thanks for coming. To go in hard with I'm not having water is bold. And I'm just wondering if you two are there, Gaffney, whoever it is, I'm obsessed by him. And he asked for that. Where are you going with that? As the creators, as the hosts of the show. Well, if Gaffney asked for a pint of Guinness, so much respect to Gaffney. Yeah. Because, of course, because I'd be like, oh, damn it. That's what I would have chosen. We've not done my menu yet. Yeah. Fine. I'd respect Gaffney for choosing a pint of Guinness. If he could argue it like I have, like there's the marathon evidence, there's the, you know, the actual creation of Guinness. Uh, and there's also the, let's not forget what the landlord said to me, Claudia, at the Rains Park Tavern. Well, you could drink four pints without even being yeah. full. Well, exactly. And I I agree. Look, I agree. It's, che- it's a cheeky choice, but I think we're going to have to let it fly. Okay. All right. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Man, that, those are the best menus we've ever had on the podcast. I'm going to say it. Those two guys really nailed it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But it wasn't just the 100th episode that was a momentous occasion for Off Menu. We also did our very first live Off Menu shows, James. Yes, it was huge. At the South Bank Centre, thank you to everyone who turned up to the Royal Festival Hall. Sold out. You all masked up. You all followed the protocol. And as far as I know, no one got the Rona. No one got the Rona, our proudest moment. Um, also, the shows were quite good themselves. So we can play a little, little few clips of those shows right now, actually. Yeah, I think we should play the listeners, us walking out onto the stage at the start of the show. But also, definitely, we need a clip from the Izzy Sooty episode and the Edgar Wright episode, our wonderful live guests. Thank you both for doing it so much. too much um so hello welcome uh, to the second ever off menu live 
the off-menu lunch show, sprinkling the... Oh, uh, there we go. It's not normal. <laughs> but honestly, thank fuck you're doing it, because I genuinely haven't thought of one. Mm. As I was walking out and everyone was cheering, I thought, this is lovely, but I've not written the intro again, so... Do you want to I've not written one. No, so, so we've got sprinkling. What are we sprinkling on what? Kerry! <laughs> sprinkling what? What did he say? He said Kettering. He's a moron. Oh, sp- <laughs> I see. You can't sprinkle Kettering. Doesn't understand what you can sprinkle. Yeah. (laughs) Also doesn't seem to understand the podcast, never listened to it before. Yeah. He's the reason I've stopped touring, if you're wondering. (laughs) That and the pandemic. uh, Uh, Probably actually blame the pandemic more than you, sir. Um, Let's not kick off on that note, James. What do we. Let's not have one of your, your famous meltdowns this early on. What are, we sprink- what are we sprinkling? I quit. Uh, <laughs> taking the... But sprinkling the... Um, the... Sprinkling... What sort of the, things do you sprinkle food with? Sprinkling the ice and sugar of chat. Okay, straight... I mean, it's amazing how on the nose you are as a person owner, isn't it? Just straight to icing sugar. No beating around the bush. Sprinkling the... You don't sprinkle icing sugar, you snort it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember you criticising Kettering this much when that guy <laughs> shouted that out. Accepted that immediately. I had to point out how bad that was. <laughs> Sprinkling the ice and sugar of chat yes. over the dough Ooh. of humour. Yes. Bacon in the oven of live entertainment. Oh. It's a bit like And an producing oven. the donut of friendship. Okay. That's very good. Pretty good. No, it's really good. So, never made a donut. Huh? You ever made a donut? Yeah. <laughs> How do you make a donut? Sprinkle ice and sugar on some dough and put it in the oven. Right. <laughs> have you ever um, have you ever burnt anything on a barbecue that isn't food? I have. <laughs> <laughs> That is the most, that's the most obvious way I've ever seen a comedian ask a question and then go into their own anecdote. Normally it's slightly more subtle than that. Normally they ask and then they sit there and you can see them going, when's my turn? (laughs) But that's brilliant just to go, have you ever done this? I have. It's like the worst thing to do on a date, isn't it? (laughs) What did you burn? So when I split up with my ex... Um, I had a box of stuff from our relationship. And you know it's really hard. (laughs) And your your ex was Claire Ward, right? (laughs) Let's be clear. It's not Claire Ward. Burnt everything apart from the cookbook she gave you? (laughs) No, um, it it was a man um, who's, who's, uh, you know, very nice. It didn't work out. And he'd given me... So, uh, because he didn't work out, you broke up with him? Yeah. Very body shaming of you. Didn't work out. It was very nice. <laughs> but I did build a bonfire and put all of his belongings on it. So it was a very... It was a, it was a mutual breakup, and I wish him well. So, A, it wasn't a bonfire. It was a pre-existing expensive barbecue. And, B, it wasn't immediate. Yeah. So, we'd split up for, like... Eight or nine months. I'd said it's too painful to. Healthier if it was immediate, I think. Healthier (laughs) if it was just a split. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Eight or nine months of stewing, and then like I'm going to put it on a barbecue. (laughs) 
Sorry, though. Carry on. So the reason it was eight or nine months later was because when we first split up, it was too painful to burn everything on the barbecue. It was too, it, it was too painful to get rid of everything. And um, I didn't want to look at it, but I didn't want to throw it away because I was like, I need to wait till I've properly got over this. So my friend said, put it in a shoebox in the top of the wardrobe, right? Yeah. So I did that. Yeah. And then about eight or nine months later, she was like, I think you're ready to let go of this relationship but you need to get rid of the stuff. And I was like, it feels too weird to give it away because it holds so much, um, you know, emotion. Yeah, so... and putting it in the bin is mad. <laughs> <laughs> be insane to just put it in the wheelie bin. <laughs> you don't want to be one of those crazy bin ladies. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we'd... she just said, burn it on the barbecue. <laughs> And it'll be, like, symbolic as well, because it'll, it'll be like you're letting go. So I lived at that point in Camberwell in a, in a flat share, and my housemate had a really nice, expensive barbecue on the balcony, and we laid all the stuff in a big pile on top of the barbecue, and it was like a teddy bear... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's too weird to give this stuff away. <laughs> Lighter fluid all over a tip. <laughs> Eight or nine months later. Is the teddy bear going on first, the sort of kindling? Or? So the teddy bear went on first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was like a piece of paper that um, we'd played a game of hangman on at the airport that I'd kept. Right. Um, Weirder that you kept that than you burnt it, I'd say. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Crashed him. <laughs> Keep that, always remember. <laughs> Handed him his own ass at Hangman. Oh, look at that. That man doesn't look like he's doing okay, does it? <laughs> I guess someone doesn't know the word onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> Keep this in my pocket until we break up and then I'm going to burn it. <laughs> the reason I had that was because we decided to go to the airport on New Year's Eve and say, destination, anywhere, oh, and see what great. happened. But we went to Gatwick at like 7pm on New Year's Eve, and there was only one flight, and it was for, to Cameroon. And <laughs> they said, it's quite a long flight, you'll be in the air at midnight, and yeah. have you had your jabs? <laughs> <laughs> We said no, um, and then they said, well, there's no more flights. So we went to the pub in Gatwick Airport, <laughs> and we played hangman, and we also chatted to pilots' children who were waiting for their parents to finish work so they could celebrate New Year's Eve. They, they were the only people in the whole airport. And one of them gave you a teddy bear? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been brilliant. <laughs> the teddy bear was... I think the teddy bear was just like a joke present. I think in any relationship, a teddy bear's given, isn't it? No. <laughs> it's nice thinking about doing a live one. We, we don't have to answer all the questions like that for, for putting that situation. I'm thinking, how do I break this to Izzy then? That's not... <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoever said it, no, no regard for your feelings. No. <laughs> Fuck. A teddy bear. You burnt it all. Teddy bear. Hangman. Yeah. Some clothes. Sure. Other bits of paper that were meaningful, like letters and stuff. 
Um, Someone knows what was in there, but <laughs> <laughs> he's here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking final facts as well. <laughs> you never returned. I think Have we got a hard out tonight? Because we haven't even started the menu yet. Yeah. I think technically we've got 40 minutes left. <laughs> this is like the reverse of Ackroyd. <laughs> I'm throwing those in every time for the hardcore. I don't care. I'll do it. I'll keep doing it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you for wishing us luck with our projects. Anything else go on the barbecue? Two books. Yeah. Catch 22 and a Snoopy book. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> a lot of this is just stuff you could have donated to a local children's hospital. Well, I know, but they, they had dedications in them and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. Really says a lot about this guy. Really paints a vivid picture of him. <laughs> Catch 22 and Snoopy. <laughs> what a range. Yeah, it's the whole gambit. Yeah. <laughs> so we put them all on there. A guy who was just living there temporarily um, poured salt and wine on it and said a kind of prayer. What the fuck was the prayer? What was the prayer? It was like, God's receive these gifts. Um, Grant, is he the emotional freedom to move on? Stuff like that. Yeah, and then stab the teddy in the side and the juices ran clear. I love God to receive these gifts. <laughs> I've got you a present. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm a god, so I'm, this is going to be pretty impressive. What do you got me? Uh, it's a finished game of Hangman that I did in, a, in an airport. Merry Christmas, God. Are you a Snoopy fan? <laughs> um, so you said so the prayer. God, God's received these gifts. Yeah, set it alight. Yeah. It must have poured lighter fluid on it or something as well. Set it alight, and it burned really majestically for a little while. And then it, quite quickly, it stopped burning. Like, everything had burnt really quickly. And we were, like, cheering and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 the guy who said the prayer losing his shit. <laughs> Absolutely loving burning someone else's stuff. So, uh, and this Fuck guy it. was... Only, I want to talk a little bit more about this guy because he yeah. was only living there temporarily. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't really know him. How quickly was he convinced into this and how quickly did he suggest pouring salt and wine onto it? He was really into it. Yeah. Like, so I knew him from college, um, but he was only living there temporarily. And I feel like he shouldn't have had a, as much of a stake in it as he did. Yeah. I, <laughs> I should mention that the guy who owned the barbecue on the flat was, was out. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And the guy who said the prayer, is he just someone who was always, you know, people knew if you need that kind of service, you can call on him. He'd be like, yeah, he's just yeah, a very spiritual person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spiritual guy. <laughs> it dies down really quick. Dies down really quickly, and then I realise that something's wrong. Mm. And it's only at this point you realise there was something wrong. <laughs> Hold on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a raging fire anymore. No? 
suddenly sobered up and seen what we'd become. So I get towards the barbecue and everything's gone. But the teddy bear is like crucified in the position of Jesus and like melted onto the grill of the barbecue and like dripping down into the barbecue. It was so like, it was like it. I don't know, an image of Christ. It was... <laughs> so the bottom line is I had to buy Steve a new barbecue and it was £70. Pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I got images of like you guys around the barbecue and it's all charred and the bear is just melting through it. And, I, and that somewhere your ex-boyfriend was just walking around just going... I, I, I hope this is doing good, actually. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a good place right now, and I think the breakup is for the best, and like, I think this space has really done us good. So, like, no, I'm, I'm sure she's in a good place right now. <laughs> I had to buy a new barbecue because of the bear is dripping through the slots. Still a sparkling water. I did, uh, this is maybe too much information, but this is the time for it, isn't it? Maybe I shouldn't tell the story, but I did. Let me just say, I I had to, I was was bordering on having, um, no, I don't know if I want to talk about this. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll all go home and just imagine what it was forever. But at the minute, we're all thinking it was a wank. Let's be coy about it. You're like, well, I've paid 700 quid, I'll fucking do it in the middle of the restaurant. Yeah. I can get Let's my money's say... worth, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> There's your tip. Let's just say free, frequent toilet trips were needed. Yes. And like, because I was in the States, Imodium was needed. But here's right. the thing. Right. I'm so glad you said Imodium, because for a second it sounded like you were doing a lot of coke. <laughs> <laughs> it would also have the same effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Patrick Bateman would be yeah, proud yeah. of me. I was going for the full American psycho effect. Yeah. Take a lot of coke before dinner. Yeah. Kill a prostitute after dinner. Um, no, the thing was is that like I knew going in I was ill, but I it was Christmas Eve. I booked. You know, it's difficult to get a table there. This story is bleaker with every other friends. Like Christmas so thought, Eve, shit in your pants, and you go and spend seven hundred quid on a meal. <laughs> But it was, um, I just had that kind of, I felt like probably I just like looked kind of, you know, kind of grey and sweaty for the entire meal. But mm-hmm. it was that thing, it was like Christmas Eve, and we booked a table, I couldn't like, you know, kind of pull a sickie, so I suffered through it. And it was nice, but that's maybe why I don't remember it as one of the being the best meals. No, it doesn't sound life. nice, it sounds bleak. Yeah. I mean, was it family? No, it was just oh, friends on I Christmas so Eve. I so want to know who, was there any celebs there? Because if it was Christmas Eve... I really want to know what celebs you're hanging out with on Christmas Eve. Uh, it was Ryan Johnson was who I was having dinner with and his oh. wife, Karina Longworth, another podcast extraordinaire. Yeah. I think I tried to keep it secret that I was ill and then it was very clear I was not well. Yeah, back and forth. <laughs> and really toilet. struggling. <laughs> Once you've done seven trips to the toilet during the meals, obviously something is up. Or, yeah. like you or, said, yeah. a big cokehead. Yeah. <laughs> how, many co- how many courses was the meal? taking, going to the bathroom seven times to take cake and it would have been less embarrassing than essentially having diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like the thought of you trying to style it out though. Seven <laughs> trips to the bathroom yeah. and still trying to come back. Tidings of comfort and joy, everybody! 
God bless us, I think what? Were you uh, shitting as the time crossed from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day? There'd be more of a... That's the question. I don't think so. Or I would have liked to have done that on New Year's Eve. Oh, that's the That would have yeah, been good. The, yeah. Then to kind of, you know, it would have then kind of crossed two calendar years. Do you want to know the worst um, calendar year crossing of my life? Do it. Uh, it was many, many years ago. As it... Uh, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Everyone's uh, having those moments tonight. Apart from... I am coming out of this squeaky clean. <laughs> as it crossed from one year to the other, and I didn't realise that this was the time, uh, one of my friends had decided to show me two girls, one cup on his phone. <laughs> it's actually quite similar to your Christmas Eve. <laughs> you, you now have to share a story where you've been violently <laughs> ill in a restaurant. Yeah, well, but, well, well I've, I've never shit myself in a restaurant. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't actually... I didn't actually do it. <laughs> Yeah, I shit myself in a steakhouse in New York, in, in LA. Uh, <laughs> good times. Well, there we Bleasdale. go. Bleasdale. Uh, we're straight in. There we are. So <laughs> we're all aware of Bleasdale, the little punk who yep. writes in suggestions for secret ingredients. Uh, and James likes saying his name so much that uh, he's become a character. I've enjoyed it, Ed. And also, though what makes it even more fun is knowing that the more attention that we give this gentleman, the more in danger we are of it turning into an actual problem for us. Like, he, he might he might start being weird or something. And I love, the more I say please, Dale, the more I know I'm, <laughs> I'm inviting trouble. But hopefully he won't get too big for his boots. It might have started to happen, but, you know, luckily at the live show, we cut him down to size. Let's have yes. a little listen to the first ever Bleasdale chant from the Tanya Moore episode, and also Bleasdale taking his medicine at the live show. We met him at the live show, baby. As always, there is a secret ingredient. If she says it, she's gone. She's out of here. Yeah. We don't care how funny she is. She's gone. Sorry. And the secret ingredient this week is... Dark fruit cider. This was suggested by a listener. I'm not really a uh, a dark fruit cider slash cider guy at all, really. No, you know, I don't drink much cider, uh, generally speaking. But um, when the dark fruit ciders came out, or any of the fruit ciders came out, I was like, I bet this would be right up my street. This yeah. would be delicious. I've got a sweet tooth. Disgusting. Really? Because I would say any cider, they, they do like weird like salted caramel ciders and stuff. And I would have oh. thought... That's that's so up your street. Too sickly, man. I've got a sweet tooth, not a sickly tooth. Uh, that was suggested by Joe Bleasdale on Twitter. Thank you very much, Joe. Wonderful suggestion. Bleasdale. If, if you Bleasdale. Li- if you would like to suggest a secret ingredient. Ed, try and say that. It's really fun. For us and, to do. You're you missing go on out our Twitter, if you don't say Bleasdale official like on Twitter. Uh, you too can have your name uh, shouted in a sort of football chant by James. Bleasdale. Yes. Bleasdale. It's a lot of fun. It does feel nice to say it like that. I bet Bleasdale's done that himself. Bleasdale's over the moon with that. I, I bet he said that in the past. I bet he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're doing what I do when I say my name. Yeah. Bleasdale. What, you think if, like, in a sort of scenario where everyone's like, who's here? Who's in the room? Yeah. Bleasdale. He does it to Bleasdale. And they're like, yeah, yeah, he is. Or other people are shouting that to him across the street. Bleasdale. It feels good to say. Yeah, it. it does feel good. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Bluesdale. Uh, <laughs> like I say, if you've got your own secret ingredient, at Off Menu Official on Twitter is the place to go. 
uh, every single episode of Off Menu, we always have a secret ingredient. Oh, yeah, good point. And if the guest says it, we kick them out of the dream restaurant. Now, our guest currently can't hear what's going on. We've made sure that she's no. got headphones on playing music. So... We're going to let you guys decide what the secret ingredient is for the... Yeah, now Genuine you're fucking, excitement, you sad oh, fuckers. Look who's finally shown up, the fucking... <laughs> oh, now you're excited. <laughs> no, let's see. What, what would you guys... And it's, Do you know okay. what? I didn't think it through. No. Nope. Right. I'll hold my hands up there. That's my fault. I think we're going to have to do a polite show of hands and then we're going to go bam, bam, bam. And there was already a, sh- a shout out for Bleasdale. Back there, you're like, well, that's not fair. <laughs> show of hands Bleasdale is, is here, fair. though, isn't he? Huh? Blaisdell, come on, mate. Um, Blaisdell in the flesh! A lovely moment there where Blaisdell stood up and then was waving and everyone's going mad and he just took his mask off as if to say, it is me, it is really me. I'm pretty sure this makes me part of the show now, mask off. (laughs) (laughs) Blaisdell! Blaisdell's here! Bleasdale, have you got a, if you, I mean, if you've got a, an idea for a secret ingredient that we can do tonight, Bleasdale, I think that would be a very special moment. Again, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> there has been some episodes of the podcast where we have had suggestions from the public as to what the secret ingredient should be. Bleasdale suggested one once, and I really enjoyed shouting his name repeatedly. And since then, everyone who's recommended something for the podcast, food-wise, secret ingredients-wise, has been called Bleasdale. Because... <laughs> Any ideas, please, Dale? Patron peppers. Patron, Patron peppers. Go fuck yourself, please, Dale. They're delicious. They're nice. What the fuck? Please, Dale. How please the Dale. mighty have fallen. Please, Dale. What the fuck has happened? You, you knew you were coming here tonight. You must have known this was an option. This was going to happen at some point. You chose Patron peppers? Why don't you like them? Too slimy. Too slimy. How the fuck are you cooking them? <laughs> They shouldn't be slimy. You're they shouldn't be awkward. slimy, man. Maybe you've only had bad ones. But... Maybe you've only had bad patches. Where, where have you had your, your, your paddy peps? Where have, you, where, have you been to, where have you been to get them? Amazingly, in Spain. In, in Spain. Spain. Well, now a racist. <laughs> Hates the local cuisine of wherever he goes on holiday. This is, absolutely can't believe this has happened, now. This is ugly. It's turned ugly fast. Oh, that is a real shame from Bleasdale there. Oh, dear. Well, sorry oh. to sour this best-of episode. <sighs> That's oh a shame. Oh, dear, Bleasdale. Let yourself down. Mm-hmm. Let's try and win things back round, James, because not only did we do our first live shows, we did do some live streams from our homes. We had two virtual redemption dinner parties where we invited back old guests who'd messed up their menu or said something controversial and gave them a chance to change their menus. So many people watched them all across the world on the live stream. And on the second one, this is probably my favourite off-menu moment of the year, Ivo Graham got pranked. Ivo Graham was staying in a hotel. He mentioned where he was staying, and this is what happened. Dessert. Ladies and gentlemen, the final guest... Of the off-menu redemption dinner party. A true it's little shit. A true little shit. It's Ivo Graham. 
Ivan! Hi, boys! I can't believe I've made it. You didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't uh, think I was going to make it. Ivan is classically the, uh, the latest man in yeah. comedy. Getting uh, a train to a live stream. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as we asked Ivo to do it, we heard back that, yes, I can do it, but I'm getting it. Where are you, Ivo? I'm in Hull. I'm in the, <laughs> I'm getting I'm in the double tree by Hilton. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. And I'm, I'm, I'm in Hull. I'm in a hotel room. I've got the, uh, I've got the stuff. Oh, no, he's got it with him. He's got it with him. You little shit. Not only are you on time, you're in your hotel room, you've also managed to go to the shops to buy the stuff. So the question is, am I going to slice the banana into the Oak Valley? How do you normally do it at the Graham Hearth? Well, obviously at the Graham Hearth, there's a bowl, but um, luxury has not been afforded me by the Doubletree by Hilton. It's not... Can I say your father's first name? Um... It's not oh, but I can't believe I'm getting, a, I'm getting a call. Right, obviously, answer it. I mean, is, is that someone... Co- you've said the hotel you're in. <laughs> Who has said the hotel he's in? <laughs> please, please oh, let please. that be someone watching Please this. be somebody telling him he's going to go fuck himself. Because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's eating bananas and yoghurt. Also, if it isn't, we've just given a load of people an idea. Yeah. yeah. They can phone his hotel room and say, you're a little tree. shit for eating that yoghurt and bananas, double tree you little Hilton shit. In Hull and ask for Ivo Graham's room. I've just, uh, yeah, hang, um, hang on one second. He's in Hull for no reason, though. What? what is so, someone, it's not ideal. Someone called the hotel asking for me, and you've got to suspect it's someone who's watching the live stream now. <laughs> <laughs> Ivo, definitely answer the call, mate. Okay. Um. Answer the call. Ivo, answer... Oh, you can't hear us. I don't know why we I mean, the, to At the moment, there's more more and more calls coming through. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, currently... Jammed. The old circuit board at the hotel is smoking. It's, going, it's completely going nuts. Someone in Hull is making their way over there in a cab. Oh, this is oh, this is better than him being late. Yeah, this is absolutely perfect. His whole life is ruined now. He's not going to get a week's sleep tonight. He's going to be absolutely knackered when he goes to interview Dean Windass because he's been filled in phone calls about banana yoghurt all the way through the night. There's going to be 40 pots of Yo Valley left at reception. Right, they're, they're getting put through. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to stop. You're gonna have to stop yabbering, chaps, because it's very distracting. Yes, put them on speaker. I think. I think it sounds like I've just said to the receptionist to stop yabbering. Yeah, well, with, with, with your voice, she probably Hello. expects that kind of stuff. Hang on a second. I'll just put you on speaker. Can you say it again? That's something we said 20 seconds ago. They're talking about Dean Windass. <laughs> it's very stressful. I, I really can't tell if this is a if this is a, if a prank from a from an off-menu listener or someone they're from playing, the Dean Windass. They're playing team. the live stream down the phone to you, mate. Yeah, they're actually seeming, seeming to somehow. It, it seems like a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> it's very stressful. It's me from the past ringing you. <laughs> He's hanging up. I should him. never have revealed the hotel. Yeah, well, I, 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 oh, I wouldn't man. bother making the walk back to the yoghurt because you know it's about to ring again in a second. Yeah. I've, I've hung up and it literally hasn't disconnected. Yeah. They're yeah. still talking. Yeah, Mate, those, those phone calls will be in a queue right now. I think you're in for quite the night, even after this live stream's yeah. finished. You might want to take that phone off the hook. See, this is what happens when you arrive on time. <laughs> no! <laughs> literally, what 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 is going to happen now? I mean, obviously... Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what's going to happen, mate. If anyone you're lives so in You're so excited about being on time that you announced your, your whereabouts. <laughs> you're so, so chuffed with yourself. You're like, here I am. I made it to the Double Tree Hilton in Hull. You know, did you hear what they said? No. no. What, what did they say? They couldn't believe I was putting banana in Yo Valley yogurt. <laughs> What you're not in heaven. He's gone all the way. He's gone all the way way to Hull. Yeah. Um, My way to Hull. Right. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm afraid I can't. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can. Is that so? I vote. Would you apologise, Tim? Thank you very much. Don't apologise. <sighs> oh, I, I'm glad because if if that happens again, I'm going to die. <laughs> Why didn't you take the phone call? Because, uh, um, because I thought it was important to shut down this whole phoning the double. <laughs> the, 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 the... <laughs> The lady putting me through did not sound hugely chuffed about this whole thing either, to no, be honest. I'm imagining she's having to pick and choose at this point. Yeah, well, she, she's, she's probably learnt what your dream dessert is and isn't too happy with you. I'm now imagining, like, one of those old, old-style old switchboard ladies just being like, OK, I'll transfer you, I'll transfer you, I've got Graham, yeah! <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. That person was called Mr Pearson, so apologies <laughs> to Mr Pearson. <laughs> Mr Pearson! Who should I say is calling? It's Mr. Pearson. It's Mr. Pearson. <laughs> it's Mr. Pearson. Address me by my proper title. I'm calling someone Mr. I've seen on a live stream to ask them about their yogurt in a mug. Please call me Mr. Pearson. If you please. Eat. I would More rice, of a treat than bananas pudding. in yogurt. I hate rice pudding. Yeah, ambrosia rice pudding. No, I hate rice pudding. I th- why are you having a pile of rice for dessert? No, sir. No, thank Not you. Me. Um, I still it, wouldn't have it as a dream dessert. Don't get me wrong. You know, no. when BCM chose it, I was pretty angry. But like, yeah, but that sounds like the sort of thing that I vote yeah. at boarding school would be like rice pudding on Wednesdays, and all the boys would. <laughs> 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 oh, hello, Mr. Pearson. Is it Mr. Pearson? Mr. Pearson's back. Yes. I'm very sorry. I think I've... <laughs> Tell the receptionist that you've announced where you are on the live stream. It's... No, unfortunately, I, I, I've been the victim of a prank. Corby trouser press. Did you get? Did you get told? Yeah, it's it. Yeah. Is she not happy? <laughs> I'd say for phone call one. The intermediary was um, enthusiastic and helpful. Yep. Phone two. Phone call two was a little confused. And we're we're definitely in in terse now, yeah. so it would it really would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I know I agree it would be fantastic, but yeah. conversely, there's many fantastic options 
in front of people. No, right now. come on. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, absolutely, it would be good for you if people stopped doing it. Uh, it's, um, not, it's not about me. I'll sit up all night taking the calls. Well, don't but, say that. But, <laughs> not, you said that. <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll, I will. Um, oh no. <laughs> I'm afraid I've been the victim of a prank. I'm, I'm afraid I've been the victim of a prank. Oh, oh. It's the most Alan Partridge thing I've ever seen. You know the most pathetic thing? Yeah. Is, uh, well, you can choose from your own um, selection, I'm sure. But in my mind, the most pathetic and vain thing was uh, that I shaved my beard today for the first time in about 14 months, and I thought... Well, maybe that'll be a talking point on the live stream. No room. No. No room for anything. You look very nice. Thanks, yeah, you look very nice. thanks for having me. Yeah. I, I, I feel sick. If you, look, <laughs> if, you, if, you like the, uh, if you like that Ivo shaved his beard and you think he looks nice, you know how to get in contact with him tonight. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, man. The victim of a prank. Bad luck, Ivo. Oh dear me! I mean, I don't, I don't remember laughing more than that this year. So thanks, yeah. thanks for that, Ivo. And you know what? Just in case you thought Ivo hasn't had it in the neck enough <laughs> in this best of episode, here's a little clip of Jack D bit being horrible to him. Go get him, Jack! Do you like curry, though? I love curry, Do you yeah. like the smell of curry, Jack? <laughs> um, I like the smell of it when I'm cooking it. Do you like the smell of curry when you're performing, when you're on stage? Oh, I, I know where this is going. <laughs> I, know, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was... Um, do you know that, that um, Ivo Graham? <laughs> yeah, yes. Right. He's a comedian. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's a right bastard. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was uh, doing my support on a little bit of a, a warm-up tour that I was doing about four years, three or four years ago. In fact, no, we were, we were sort of splitting the bill because we were both trying out new material, but uh, technically he was my support on that. And um, he'd done the support <laughs> in this little theatre in uh, Haywards Heath or something like that. Or, yeah. And, um, and then I was on stage... T- you know, doing my shtick and talking and, you know, having a... And I could suddenly smell curry. <laughs> and I thought, what's going on? And I said to the audience, Does anyone else smell curry? And I, I looked in the wings. And what it was, was Ivo Graham had set himself up with a little table and a full bloody curry while he was watching my show from the, from the wings. And he, he's telling that story like it was a good thing that he did. <laughs> Without realising, you know, that... Uh, and then another one, he didn't even turn up on time. <laughs> so I ended up being his support act. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I warmed him up, and then he, he arrives like some, you know, some big diva <laughs> with a big fur coat on, and, you know... Yeah. And, I, and uh, I had to sort of get the, the train home while he had a great time with the audience, that I just warmed up for him. You didn't think to order a takeaway and eat it in the wings? I should have thought, yeah. if I'd been quick enough thinking or vindictive enough, that is exactly what I would have done but uh, I didn't no but he's uh, yeah I believe actually according to Ivo what you said you didn't say can anyone smell curry you said can anyone smell cup of soup 
Ah, well, I'll tell you why. I would have confused that because nearly all theatres backstage smell of cuppa soup. That's right. That's <laughs> such they? a good observation. Yeah, they, they smell of cuppa soup and microwaved ready meals that the crew get ready yeah. for themselves. Christ knows what their colons are like. But they, those places stink of that stuff. And it's partly why I can't eat it. I cannot eat that stuff. You yeah. can't eat cuppa soup. Can't eat any of that stuff that's got all, that, all those dry ingredients in any yeah. of that powdered garlic and stuff. It mm, makes you feel yeah. sick to smell it. Yep, that sounds pretty unprofessional from Ivo there. He deserved yeah. everything he got from Jack D. Good on you, Jackie boy! But of course, this year we haven't forgotten what this podcast is really about, James. Food? No. Pee-pee, poo-poo and vom-vom. Yep, that's exactly what it's about. Doing peas, doing poos and puking out your mouth. That's what people love talking about. We never steer it in that direction. It's not our fault. No, because you can't have food or drink without pee-pee, poo-poo or vom-vom. And you can't have pee-pee-poo-poo or vom-vom without Anne-Marie, Bridget Christie, Ed Sheeran, Sarah Kendall, Anne-Marie again, and Emily Haytack. <laughs> but what, what is it that you love about quinoa so much? Because a lot of people might be listening to this going, how, how can someone have quinoa as one of their choices? I just, I love it. It's like rice, but less ricey. <laughs> there you go. If anyone from the Quinoa Marketing Board is listening, we've just found your new slogan. Yeah. I think James has found what he wants uh, painted as well. If you could paint yeah. Quinoa like rice but less ricey. Yeah, oh, I would love that as a quote. I would put that on my wall. And also, it fascinated me. This is disgusting. But the first time I ate quinoa and I went to the toilet, it was still fully quinoa. Oh, my God. And that made you think, I'm going to prep this for the week. <laughs> it just fascinated me. It's the first thing I'd how, seen. How? That hadn't... No, no, no. I don't think that. <laughs> I can't see that happening. It just comes out the same as it goes in. I've never known anyone. Yeah, it does. It does. Maybe Are you chewing? Are you, chewing? Are you just swallowing things like a big python? You know, I couldn't believe it. There's a whole butternut squash in there as well. <laughs> I mean, what, you, you looked back in the bowl and it was just like someone had emptied a bowl of quinoa in there. No, That's all it looked like. No. <laughs> no, I'd eaten other things that day, obviously, so it was still normal. And then yeah. there was just quinoa there as well. <laughs> I've never told anyone this. <laughs> no. I think what I'm interested in is that leap then from you seeing that the first time and then going... God, I think I like quinoa even more now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, this is great. What a weird. You're like, great. I'm going to have some more quinoa. Yeah. Does it, does it, does it appeal to you? Because do you think, oh, this means that if I'm ever sick from quinoa, it will just come out the same and it won't make me feel, it won't look like a horrible big pile of sick. It'll just look like a lovely bowl of quinoa when it comes out my mouth. Well, get this. I, I went to a hypnotherapist about my phobia mm. and I said to her, because when I feel sick, I, I have to do this thing where I'm like, please go down and come out the other end. Like, please, mm. I'd rather poo myself in public than be mm. sick anywhere. And so I, so, another quote for you. Um, <laughs> I'd push it down like this in my brain. I'd make myself do that instead of throw up. Mm -hmm. And I went to the hypnotherapist and I was like, is that actually real? Can I actually do that? Is that possible for me to my brain be that powerful to push it down instead of come out and she was like yeah yeah 
I'd call that a waste of Jedi powers, is what I'd call that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say you're on the you're on the voice, you're sitting in the chair. <laughs> would you rather bear in mind you're facing the audience in that chair, you would rather shit yourself in front of all of them <laughs> than puke. What what I yes. You would yes. rather do that. You think that they would go home with more respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, but I would be happier. Imagine mm-hmm. if um, Tom Jones was sick, though, just as he'd press the button to spin the chair around. It'd be like the waltzers oh. all over again. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly like the waltzers. <laughs> I can't even think about it. If you, Tom Jones was sick, would you respect him a little bit less? Yeah. No, I, I would just, I would be out of the building. Like, when it's on TV, like, say if, like, casualties on or something, and someone's sick, I run out of my house. Like, that's ridiculous. What if Tom Jones pressed the button to spin round, and then it malfunctioned, and then it just kept on spinning round and round and round? And Tom, and Tom Jones was there screaming and being like, no, help me! And then he starts being sick. While it's spinning, he's like the girl on the waltzes with his hand on his mouth, and he's looking at you every time. Every time it comes round, he's looking at you with big stranger eyes. His eyes are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He's asking you to help him. He's he's reaching out to you. Help me! I think I found something that is unusual. (laughs) Sometimes I have nightmares. They're quite regular. Someone comes up to me and says, "Where's the toilet? I need to be sick." And I say, "It's over there." And then I run away, and they think I'm showing them to the toilet. <laughs> and then they're running after me. Because we don't keep things like that. Lots of cultures, indigenous yeah. cultures, mm. keep placentas, and and but and they because they believe in like in the planet and stuff, and so they give something back to Mother Nature because they think they've been given life. So they plant it in the ground, or they attach it to a tree. And they sort of see it as giving something back. Uh, it's really amazing, all God, that stuff. I'd hate to stumble across that tree on a walk. <laughs> I'd be absolutely petrified. Imagine if you're taking a walk at night time and found the placenta tree. No, we just throw dog shit in them, don't we, instead? What, in the trees? Yeah, in bags. Have you not seen trees covered in plastic bags? No. Have you not? I've not seen a tree with a plastic bag full of dog shit. <laughs> That's the, in, if, have you ever been on a motorway? <laughs> so, by... In a lay-by, look yeah. at the trees, people just... Or Do you walk? Have you got a dog or anything? No. Right, maybe, walks, maybe you've but... not noticed. Yeah, trees are now... Back me up here, but... Uh, oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe you don't know how much people throw bags full of dog shit into trees. No, I've never seen it. Yeah. Neither of us have seen this. It's Benita? a thing, it's a thing. Benita's shaking his head. Yeah, it's a thing. I think you're living very sheltered lives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think maybe you're the one living quite a sordid life. It's not me. I haven't got. Huh? A, I haven't got a dog. I mean, I wouldn't. Do- also, it's like why go to the bother of putting it in a dog bag? Mm-hmm. It's probably better to just let your dog foul, isn't it? Because of the plastic. Did you see one tree where this was the case? So have you seen it? Or do you see it a lot? It's a thing, and you're going to get lots of calls about this. I yeah. imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing that people do. It is a blight on the countryside. Yes. And in parks. I, be- I believe you. I've just yeah. never, I've never mm. seen one. Well, you're lucky. I wish, yeah. I, I wish I, that I had not seen it. Yeah, yeah. It is all, imagine all the little birds that should be in pecking there. into them, thinking Instead they've got a tree full of dog shit. Well, I don't think they'll be pecking into the bags, will they? What kind well, of birds do you know? Well, I don't know any birds, but well, they don't eat bags of dog shit. Yeah, but they might want to see what's in the. <laughs> 
<laughs> they might want to see what's in the bag, though. What kind of a bird is this? <laughs> what kind of tree is this? You know. They're not going to pack a plastic right, okay. They're not gonna do bag that, that doesn't yeah. smell of... I grew up in London. I don't really know about nature. <laughs> Would it pack a placenta? It might do, actually, because that's organic matter, isn't it, rather than a plastic bag. You'd hope so. True. Would you rather sleep on a pillow made of egg feathers or sleep on a pillow made of feathers that are from birds that exclusively... Uh, 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 Eggs don't grow feathers. (laughs) Well, you're you're the one who said you collected egg feathers earlier. Yeah, sorry. Would you rather sleep on a pillow full of egg feathers or sleep on a pillow full of feathers from birds that have exclusively been sitting in the dog shit tree? (laughs) It wouldn't make any difference to me. No? No. Wouldn't they smell a bit of dog shit? No. Because the, the, the... Well, no. I mean, unless they had a bath in it, which they don't yeah. do. Okay. Um, they, I mean, how would I know? We'd be able to tell We'd you. tell you at the end. Oh, you'd tell me. We'd tell you. You'd have one night with you pick your pillow. Well, the, the little... The egg feathers then, I think. Egg feathers, yeah. yeah, fair enough. If you had a pet bird and you bought it and you were really happy with it and you were excited and you brought it home to your kids, why are you shaking your head <laughs> before I, I even got to... The, the, I can't even go to aviaries. It, it bothers me so much. Out or zoos, I can't... Cope with cage, anything caged. Okay, well, it's not in a cage then. Oh, so I live on a huge estate and it just flies around. Flies around your house. Yeah, if it the can. The house co- bird. If it can come and go as it pleases. Yes. Well, I've got three cats. Uh huh. So I wouldn't have a bird. But well, let, the let's just in uh, harmony with the bird. Let's just say they all get on. Yeah. yeah. Your family love it. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Yeah. It can come and go as it pleases. But here's the catch. Oh. All it eats is bags of dog shit. <laughs> Do I have to... Uh, yeah, you've got to feed it. That's the scenario. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. not it. Yeah. So everyone loves the bird. It comes and goes as it pleases. Sings, sings so nicely. Sings a beautiful song every day. I'd have to say to it, there's a lady down the road who's got a dog. Yeah. You'll have to eat there. <laughs> and then come back when you've finished and have a wash before you come back. I don't think... Because I think then I could call, for example, the RSPB yeah. and say that... Bridget's got a bird, but she's refusing to feed it. Mm. Hang on a sec. I was given a scenario yeah. with no options or deviations. Yeah. So I don't know why the RSPB are now getting involved. <laughs> because you're refusing to feed your bird. No, I'm not. Yeah. Yes, you are, because it only eats dog shit and you're making bags someone else shit. bags of dog shit and you're yes, making someone but else. But we've do. come to an arrangement. If Polly yep. then said, well, I'd rather eat here. I would say, well, we need to have a look at your diet then. (laughs) (laughs) I won an ice cream eating competition in America because of that. Tell us every single detail. Yes, please tell us this. How old were you? When was it? Where was it? I was 22. How many other people were in the competition? I was 22 and I was on tour with Taylor Swift and she had invited my family to go and stay with her. How did she do in the ice cream eating competition? (laughs) Uh, She played Eye of the Tiger over and over and over and was going, you can do it, you can do it. Okay, let me tell, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you the story. So we get, so my did, brother... Did Taylor Swift put all the ice cream in a blender and have it as a drink? My, a shake. My brother, uh, shake so she it, can shake, shake it off, right? Yeah, there you go. Um, my bro- like <laughs> no fist bump? No fist bump for that one? No. Both of them are here. No, that's they're just out. Take, I'm putting them out there if you want to bump them. It's taking a bit if of If you want to bump them, they're right a there. A bit of pop culture and a thing that they're people there. eat. If you want to bump them. I'll go on. Yeah. So she had invited us to her place in Rhode Island. So we got there and she said, there's this great little ice cream place in in the town. We went there 
and they had this ice cream eating competition called the Big Kahuna Challenge. And at this point, I'm, as you said, like you finish everything on yeah. your plate. And I was like, I can do this. Yeah. Like, I know I can do this. And it's something. it was something crazy, like two litres of ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, I can do that. So I said, we'll do it. I'm there with Taylor and my brother. And they bring this ice cream out. But you have to add toppings. And I stupidly said gummy bears, which are... <laughs> You know they're gonna they're gonna fill they're gonna fill you up. So I start I start eating this thing and I get maybe halfway through and I go, man, I'm killing this. And then because it's Taylor, lots of fans started turning up. So in the end, there's like 20 or 30 young girls going, you can do it, Ed, you can do it. So I'm eat, eating this thing. I get to sort of three quarters and I start shivering. And I'm like, oh man, this is actually really really fucked up. And I'm there and I'm I'm, shi- I'm shivering. And I've got like. One and a half liters of ice cream in me with these with these gummy bears, and I'm, I'm, I'm shivering. But then I've got this, the pressure of all these kids watching me, and Taylor's playing Eye of the Tiger, and my brother, like, my brother still says to this to this to this day, like, and I've had a lot of achievements in my life. My brother still says the proudest he's ever been of me is when I finished the Big Kahuna Challenge. So, oh, so I finish it. Everyone's like, yay! And I go, I have to go to the toilet. And I go to the toilet, and I was when I say I projectile vomited out of my nose, out of ice cream, and it's chocolate ice cream it goes all over the floor of the toilet and i'm like oh, man there's 20 kids in here they're gonna come in here and think that i shat all over the floor <laughs> so then i had to clean it up so i'm there wiping all this like melted ice cream for like i was in there for probably like half an hour anyway cleaned cleaned they it all up happened. went yeah. went outside everyone's like yeah 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 and um yeah, I got a T-shirt. They took my picture and they put it on the wall. Oh, my God. And I felt very proud to be on the wall. I think lots of people have done the challenge now, but at the time, my stomach could take a lot. And now yeah. it's... Um, oh, imagine being one of those gummy bears. What a wild ride those guys went on. <laughs> oh, man. If you ever... Go, but if you ever going to do... Ed Sheeran, where am I going? I Ten minutes tiger. later. What? <laughs> Coming out of a Blake's nose. <laughs> I wonder if I sweat so much because I've got so much hair on my head. Yeah, you got a lot of interesting. Hair it might it might have pushed the thermostat above what it can tolerate. Mm. Well, I mean, while we're talking about this kind of stuff, and you know, who knows how much of this is going to end up in the podcast? This yeah. is the the most vile one we've ever done. But um, thank, thank um, you. Thank uh, you. Uh, before we recorded, you went to the toilet. Did you? Um, then when I well, yeah, you, you, well, this is the thing. Yeah, you went to the toilet for the amount of time that I would say takes a piss. To, to, to I a piss. shit so fast. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I know. Already, yeah. already knew what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, it's crazy. Everyone who's ever lived with me yeah. are like how did you just do it that fast yeah. I'm like I not only do I shit fast but I'd say I shit as often as I piss but it's not diarrhea <laughs> how incredible is that but also you do it out your nose <laughs> straight out straight out the nostrils yeah. yeah I sneeze you shit and, yeah. you shit as often I, as you piss no, look, I mean, that's that's a bit of hyperbole. I have never heard someone, never heard someone say with such pride, yeah. but it's not diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> but what? Yeah. But, what, what, but like, wait a second, yeah, it's, a sh- it's not diarrhea. But it's not yeah. diarrhea. Diarrhea like is that. a shortcut. I feel like diarrhea, yeah. for anyone who's like, I shit all the time, I'm like, yeah, but is it diarrhea? That doesn't count. <laughs> I do healthy, well-formed stools, but frequently. But frequently. I think it's the fasting. Yeah, it must be. I think it's the fasting and the double espresso. Fucking clear a path. Get to the bathroom ASAP. The thing is, Sarah, you came in here and you had a go at James for eating a sausage wrap and having a Diet Coke. Yeah. And everything you've described so far about your own life, you are the unhealthiest person I've ever met. You think? I think it's healthy. None of this. Isn't it? That I shit all the time and I sweat sweat buckets. You sweat buckets onto the floor and it smells of meat. Yeah. Yeah. And piss. Piss. Sorry, piss. It smells of piss. You shit as often as you piss. Yeah. Yeah, Your throat is dry as a sandpit. Very fast. 
Your, your driest throat in the world? I've got dry, yeah, I've got such dry throat that I think I'm dying. Because all the moisture's leaving your body out your yeah. armpit. Yeah, 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 and I'm swallowing so often that the muscle yeah. is exhausted. Yeah. And you've blamed all of this on yeah. the fact you've got quite a lot of hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like my whole life I've had this eating thing because <laughs> I have a phobia of vomit. I have a phobia of being sick, right? So I've never wanted to try anything. And I think that's why the the vegetarian life works for me as well, because I feel like I won't get ill. My girlfriend is the same as you, Anne-Marie. She's also afraid of vomit. I believe it's emetophobia, isn't it? I think is the is the name for it, which is I find yeah. it very interesting that you like cream cheese, because weirdly her emetophobia is tight is also tied to a fear of things like yogurt and cream cheese because of the texture of it. Wow. And I've just realised, as I've said that, I'm worried I've just put you off cream cheese. And I don't want to do <laughs> no. that. <laughs> no. No, no you can can't that. put me off. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've, I've like, when I was about 11 or 10, I went to Blackpool with my family um, for a karate competition. That's the puke capital of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking? Uh, (laughs) Well, the day before the competition, we went on the fairground and we were on the waltzer. Oh, no. Which is the spinny roundy one. Oh, no. Belly full of green cheese. (laughs) Not me. I was fine. A girl in my cup was, like, coughing. And I was like, don't worry, she's just coughing. She's just coughing. And then she put her hand over her mouth. And I was like, what is going on? And then I just saw something come out oh, the no. side of her mouth. <laughs> oh, and I was, I stood up and I was like, stop the ride. Please stop the ride. She's going to be sick. And the guy was obviously like, we don't care. People are sick all the time. <laughs> and my brain, this is how mad it is. My brain saw the ride stop. So I, my brain told me that it had stopped, right? And I stepped off it. Oh, man. And it was still going full pelt. And I just like. Yeah, come off of it. But I was fine. I just walked off. Oh, God. And my dad, mum and dad were just, like, watching this whole thing happen. Did you use your karate skills when you jumped off? Was that what that... <laughs> I must have. <laughs> yeah. They see I you just, have. like, land perfectly, <laughs> yeah. do some karate moves, get, get, get off of the waltzes. So, yeah, I'm so terrified of it that I think that that's, like, subconsciously made me not experiment with food. Yeah. Until the past, like, three years, so... That's why. I get that meat thing as well. So there's less chance of making a mistake and eating something that's that's old or something that, that's got some problems with it. Yeah, I, to- I totally get that. Smart. I mean, it's not going to stop me. I love I love vomit. <laughs> Ed does love it. <laughs> Second dinner, he calls it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I remember when that Instagram first sort of came out and I was sort of trying to gauge like what was popular to put up. And I realised people like pictures of food, don't they? They like sort of seeing little pleasing mm-hmm. bowls of things and, and, and drinks and stuff. And I was still, I was sort of trying to do that. I thought, right, if I put a picture of my poached egg, is that going to get likes? And then I just realised, no, it is just a pick of the tits. <laughs> Watch the likes roll in. So I gave up on putting poached eggs on my fucking Instagram. No in fucking way. point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow you on Instagram. Um, I'm not on Instagram myself, but I, I'm now imagining your timeline. It's just like loads, loads of pictures of food and then suddenly it just completely changes. And I've got to say, Emily, I don't follow you on Instagram and you do realise after this conversation, there is no way I can. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not bad tits, just, you know. But it's impossible for Ed to follow you without you thinking, oh. It's impossible for you to get that notification saying Ed Gabler's (laughs) followed you on Instagram without thinking, oh, right, yeah, I see. 
yeah. I guess it's olives from now on in. Yeah. yeah. Get the poached eggs back, yeah. Also, quite interesting, just before we move on, nice yeah. to know that James thinks of his butt as his tits. Yes, yeah. the butt. I did, I did think The that. butt is the male tits. Yeah, it's a, it's a cleavage, isn't it? It's a cleavage. Yeah. Look, you know, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> I just kind of think... If someone sent me a picture of their tits, uh, I think it would be a little bit hardcore to go straight in with a deep shot. And uh, I think what I would do in response would be a photo of my butt. <laughs> I've got the funniest image in my head. Do you think anyone in that scenario would then send you something back? If they, you know, mm. were kind enough to send you a picture of themselves in that scenario and they received a butt pick back again, yeah. Do you think then that conversation's carrying on? Yeah. Well, the ball is in their court. Uh, <laughs> or, or oh, yours. is that there as well? <laughs> <laughs> this is one. <laughs> Just by accident. Yeah, sometimes. Tuck between the, the legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pop it through. <laughs> little something, little sneak preview. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a funny story about someone sending their butts to their girlfriend, haven't you, Ed? I know you were pressing me for that. I'm not sure. Oh, go on. Someone I sort of know once sent a butt pic to his girlfriend to spice up the relationship, and she broke up with him almost exactly after that. Oh, my God, no. Was it, but was it because his bum was really bad, or was it because she was like, well, this is just... I just think it's, I think it's weird to send a bum pic. Bum, a bum pic is a very bold choice. I'm always scared of man's bums. Like, I, yes. you, know, you know the little walk? You know the little walk on the way out, if you've just, like... I don't even know if you can air this. On the way out? You know, on the way out to the bathroom, you know, when you lie in yes. bed and then they walk off to the bathroom to have a wee? Yeah. I always get really scared to look, because I'm scared. I'm like... I want to see what his bum looks like, but I'm really yeah. scared. What are you scared of, Emily? What are you frightened you're going to see? I'm just scared. I'm just like, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be hairy? Is it going to not be hairy? Is it going to have something weird on it? Or is it uh, is it going to put me off them? Is it weird like, on it. Because the spider. Yeah, look at like... there's, there's a tarantula sitting up, <laughs> crawling out of it. But you know, like, I don't know, like. Oh, bums are scary. I get scared of bums. What's the worst thing you could see on a man's bum yes. that would scare you the most? What are you most worried about seeing on a bum? Biggest yeah. um, fear. Like a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, it's the right answer. <laughs> a piece of shit. <laughs> There was a moment there where James was so taken aback and then thought about it and was clearly like, well, yeah, obviously that is the way. <laughs> yeah, going, well, my, 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 yeah, my, initial, my initial response in my head was, oh, dear, why say that? And, and then I went, no, it's, it's absolutely the right answer. It's, you know, yeah. Especially if you've been laying in bed with this man, he's like, I'm just going to pop to the bathroom and there's an actual piece of shit. <laughs> Just on his bum. bum. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, I laughed immediately because that's exactly my humour. So, yeah, yeah. There we go. Ed absolutely <laughs> loves it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm actually crying. See, I'm crying at the thought of the yeah. horrible shitty bum. <laughs> yeah, that would be very bad. <laughs> I was going to ask, what's the best thing you can see on his bum? But uh, it's I don't a know. nice clean bum. <laughs> nice, nice clean, clean bum. bum. That's what you want, yeah. isn't it? Well, thanks, Emily. James and I had both forgotten about that, and now we're remembering you saying that, and we're laughing. Very, very funny. What a weird guest. Um, <laughs> also, what is very exciting, obviously, the 
story that everyone requests the most from off menu and the one that people can't get enough of is my personal diet coke story no james where do where do you get all these requests no one's requesting you do that well i get a sense of it well not I'm, even your I'm, no not even your mum's requesting that and she is your only link to the outside world yeah okay that is true but like you know i get a sense when we're recording the episodes <laughs> i get a sense people want to hear it i can okay. like sense the listener requesting it when they're listening to it in the future your senses are all off. But there were more mentions of the Diet Coke story this year. And we've got a little clips package here from two film directors we've interviewed, James. Yes, we got a prequel to the Diet Coke story from Jason Reitman. And also Edgar Wright on the live episode also talked about the wonderful DC. Yeah. But Have I... you heard the story, by the way, about Coke Zero? No. About where, like, why there is Coke Zero? Have you heard? Do you know the story of New Coke? No. Okay, so I'll try to. I'll tell this fast, or you'll cut it out. Um, <laughs> oh no, you'd be surprised. I've told some boring Coke stories in my time, and, uh, but Benito's always kept them in. Oh well, let's start fifty years it's, back then. No, yeah. uh, so in the eighties, there was a moment where Pepsi started to beat Coke, and yeah. in that moment, Coke created a new formula. You may remember this. They created something called New Coke, right? And it was a disaster. And in response, they came out with Classic Coke, the original formula. Mm-hmm. When they came out with Classic Coke, they did not change the flavor of Diet Coke. So Diet Coke tastes like New Coke. So if you want to taste the failed formula of the 1980s New Coke, try Diet Coke. That's what it tastes like. That's what it was. And then recently, Coca-Cola realized, oh, we have the technology to create a zero-calorie beverage that tastes like Coca-Cola, and they came out with Coke Zero. So that's why there is Coke Zero. But they didn't know how to market because... They couldn't pull Diet Coke off the shelf because there's people who love Diet yeah, Coke. Yeah, yeah. They love New Coke. Yeah. And so they had to figure out a new way to market it. And so they came up with this uber masculine black can. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. And that's why you have Coke Zero. Now, I this knew is so, that this Diet is... Coke tasted like normal Coke. I told you, Benito. <laughs> I told you this. This is the thing you see. I. Used to, right, I cut caffeine out my diet in 2013. You wouldn't know it. Didn't have any, didn't have any <laughs> caffeine, right? Well, here's the thing. Five years later, 2018, I fell off the wagon. What I did was start drinking Diet Coke. So I didn't drink, drink anything else. But I was like, I'll have Diet Coke. That's got caffeine in it. I'll have that anyway. I hadn't had Coke in five years. So Diet Coke tasted like regular Coke to me. Mm. And this is what I've been saying on this podcast for ages of how it tastes like normal Coke to me. And now it's been confirmed that the reason why is because it's new Coke. That's yeah, what I've been drinking the whole time. But when did this new Coke thing happen? In the 80s. Yeah. So that's not why, James. Mm? That huh? was in the 80s. No, you no, don't... no. Diet Coke to this day tastes like new Coke. Yes, yeah. But he's never had... New Coke. That's what I'm saying. That's what I have. Diet Coke. I drink it all the time, baby. <laughs> but he knows it doesn't taste like regular Coke. Oh, I feel yeah. like I'm being ganged up on here. Oh, but I luck. think regardless, James, that's still a very boring story. No, no, it's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story, and do you know what? This is it's the main running thread for the whole podcast. It, it, is that story? You'd it be amazed. Up, it actually is. Yeah, I hardly, <laughs> I hardly ever bring it up myself. This comes up out of nowhere. And Jason just told basically we just like had a prequel to it. That's exciting for the fans at home. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got in the podcast. Delorean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got right in the Delorean. We hop back in time and we learn why yeah. it tastes like regular Coke to me. That is exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. Until eventually you love it and you can't tell the difference anymore. Oh yeah, like the Pepsi challenge. Yeah, do the pep. Well. I mean, you're probably too young to remember that. Does anybody remember, remember the, the Pepsi, Pepsi challenge? challenge? And I could, I mean, right now I could tell the difference between Diet Pepsi and Diet Coke if, <laughs> if anyone wanted me to. They're very different. 
<laughs> do you think Edgar... Diet Coke, do you, do actually... You think, <laughs> do you think, Edgar, if you didn't have any water for, like, a year... Oh, yeah. Do you think then if you had sparkling water, it would taste the same as still water? I thought you were going to ask me if I was in the desert yeah. and somebody came in and they gave me a bottle of sparkling water. That's a better question than my desperate appeal to an in-joke on the podcast. You'd have to be really fussy to turn down the sparkling water at that point after three days in the Gobi Desert without any water. But do you think your mouth would be so sensitive that <laughs> the bubbles, the would... bubbles would just like, well, your face would melt? <laughs> yeah, that's the point. I James mean, is that... disappointed because I interrupted his Diet Coke story, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> He's sorry. so angry. He's not going to get over this. What, what would be your preference uh, Pepsi-wise? I'd Diet Pepsi, I'd go for. Um, I like... <laughs> I like, I, like, I like Diet Coke as well, but I probably prefer Diet Pepsi. But, like, for ages I didn't really have... Um, I, d- I kind of, like, gave up caffeine entirely, which, like, I have to be careful saying that in the building because I think Edwin Coffee's not left yet. But, like, I didn't have caffeine in my diet for ages. And then after, like, five years... I started drinking uh, Diet Cokes again, and I hadn't had, like, full-fat Coke in all that time. And after five years of not having any caffeine and not having regular Coke, Diet Coke just tasted like normal Coke. Can I just say, firstly, the other, we did this the other night. James told that story maybe a hundred times on the podcast. <laughs> it's made the we did it live times. the other night, and we came, it, was brilliant, it was a lovely show, lovely audience. We came off stage, and James looks a bit bummed out. I was like, what's wrong? That was really funny. He went... I didn't get a chance to do my Diet Coke story. <laughs> and it was great live then to hear people being bored by it live. <laughs> because you all cheered when he started doing it and then there was a noticeable drop-off in energy. Just as you got... I think you need to be able to tell the difference between bored and on tenterhooks. <laughs> I reckon those guys should team up and make a Diet Coke the movie. Ed, this is exciting. Two Hollywood directors, they take my personal Diet Coke story and they make it into a blockbuster. I'm in the O again. I'm in the Hollywood O. Can I play you? Yes. I'll give it up Diet Coke for so long. This is great. It's going to taste like normal Coke. Benito, are you playing a a clip of me right now? (laughs) Oh, man. Where's this clip coming from? I can't remember this episode. Well, I love Diet Coke so, so much. Whoa. Benito. I mean, I know I don't listen back to the episodes much, but this clip completely passed me by, but that's me, all right. Anyway, we've got to get on with uh, natural, natural treasure. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess... Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I guess I should get Ed. <laughs> Ed's very hard to do because his voice doesn't have any distinctive quality. Um, <laughs> what, how you, what, what are you saying, man? Um... National Treasures! Kazoo, oh. yeah, you can! Oh, God. We've had National Treasures galore on the podcast. We have had National Treasures galore on the podcast. Uh, I, I realise I actually, I actually can't do that good an impression of you, which is a shame. Well, um, that's quite good. So let's hear from Miriam Margulies, Miriam Margulies, Mira Sayal, Ross Kemp, Ross Kemp, Timothy Spall, Jamie Oliver, Bob Mortimer, and Ainsley Harriet. My rule is that I never make anything. I get people to make it for me. I'm not a cook. 
So anything has to be ordered in or, or brought in by friends. That's a very good rule. When, when did you set yourself that rule, Miriam? I think when I was born, probably. <laughs> I think it was set down in the book <laughs> from a very early age. I have never been a cook. I can cook some things, but I won't. I don't like cooking. I like other people to cook for me. Are there any other top Miriam rules that we need to know about, your rules for life that you always stick to? Oh, yes. Um, I mean, generally speaking, tell the truth, never let the sun set on a quarrel, and never be fucked up the bum, because that's something that I have never done. I bet you can't say that. (laughs) Now, now when, when you asked us, when you said, I do hope this conversation doesn't just... Isn't all below the waist. <laughs> were you talking to us during that bit, or were you talking to yourself? <laughs> because since then, Miriam, you've farted and said, The thing is, boys, that thoughts suddenly occur to me. They just pop yes. into my head. You know that. You're you're stand-up comedian, so you know what that's exactly, like. Yeah. It's the same with me. I, I'm a sit-down comedian, I suppose. I want to be amusing. Uh-huh. But I don't. I haven't made a living as you have doing that. So it just popped into my head, and that's why I said it. Quite right. Always follow those those instincts. I think, Miriam. <laughs> You've got always no got to follow I those will. instincts. I yeah. will. <laughs> Excuse me a second. I, I, just, I was going to go and come back. Apologies. Okay. Okay. We'll wait. We'll wait for James to get. See, this is why. If James needs to fart, he has to go out of the room. How <laughs> sweet that he has to go away. I think that's terribly sweet. Is that you, Emily? Um, Hi, darling. Just throw me the sandwich. Just throw it to me. Because I, I can't let you... No, I can you, know. Can you throw it onto my desk? It's all right. It's very good. That's it. Oh, fuck. It's all right. Wait a minute. I'm just going to get the sandwich. The sandwich has gone on the floor. It, it, you hit the desk, right? It just cheese and onion. Oh, cheese and onion! How could it be more perfect? Oh, brilliant! How did you out. know? That's thank you, darling. I'll pay you after. James, big big update since you've been away. Emily's arrived back with the sandwich, uh, and it's cheese and onion. Oh wow! This is a this is great for you, right? You must be delighted. You don't mind if I have a nibble? No, Tuck you go in. for it. You tuck in, Miriam. Tuck in. Mm. There it is. Um, yeah, good. Mm. Marked out of 10 for it? Oh, nine. A nine out of 10. What would it have to be to be a 10 out of 10 for you, Miriam? Extra onion. An onion on the side to bite like an apple. Would you say you would prefer an onion and cheese sandwich than a cheese and onion sandwich? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Interesting question. You, you, you look very... Like, you yeah, take it you seriously. Really and that, it. I appreciate that. No, I still think that... Onion has to be the accompaniment. Yeah. But thanks for asking, because it really made me think. It did. I was glad about that. (laughs) Ah, what a lovely... That's a lovely meal. I'm going to read back your menu to you now, and uh, we'll see how you feel about it. Almost nice to hear it back. Uh, Water. You want sparkling water with ice and thinly cut slices of lime. Poplums of bread, you chose a warm, crusty roll or a French baguette with butter. Starter, chart from Deschamps. Main course, seafood paella from the Barcelona Beach Restaurant. Side of Samphire and drink, Rose Lassie. Rose La- Fuck, fuck, I said Lassie. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe this. 
can't believe you did. <laughs> oh, but I definitely won't edit that out because it makes me look like an idiot. I'm dead. Um, so sorry, James. Uh, uh, yes, Lussie. I believe it's thank called you. Lussie. Oh, thank you, Ed. No worries. <laughs> At least you know now. Actually, there was a gang that I met in Ulaanbaatar, which is obviously in Mongolia, because I knew that before I went there. No. <laughs> and they they frequented a sushi restaurant. Now, Mongolia is one of the most landlocked countries on the planet. And apart from the fact they like to have snuff and vodka for breakfast, which I had to partake in, of course, to be accepted by the group every yeah, morning. Sure. You're doing a documentary. You've got to do it. Got to do it. Exactly. They, they just, it, this sushi used to be flown in from Japan every day. And I've never even been to Japan, but I like sushi a lot. And the sushi that these guys, this, this gang used to, to have, apart from the fact that I didn't like the idea that they went around celebrating Hitler's birthday, um, and they had SS tattoos on their heads and stuff like yeah. that. But that might that might have been for sushi sushi. Sushi absolutely <laughs> SS, sushi sushi scrumptious yeah scrubby sushi. <laughs> so yeah, so so maybe the the richer gangs, the poorer gangs. Possibly not. Well, that is that is quite the bind. This sushi is delicious, but these guys, I'm pretty sure they're Nazis. Yeah. Uh, yes, but they, they gave do? that away by the kit they were wearing and going around <laughs> waving flags on Hitler's birthday, which is something I never... I also I declined the cake on Hitler's birthday as well, which they were quite upset about, funnily enough. Well done. Did the cake have Hitler on it? Do you know, do you know what? Can I tell you how many times I've been offered cake by Nazis? Whether it be <laughs> in, in Moscow... Dallas, or in fact, Ulaanbaatar, more than once. Yeah. And they, they love a cake. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know that about Nazis. Why, why do you think they love cake so much? Well, because they like sticking their insignia or anything they can, don't they? They like draping yeah. it everywhere. So why not put it on a cake? If you're going to stick it on your forehead, stick it on your arm, you might as well stick it on your cake. Yeah, it's an easier way to get people in, isn't it? Because like they go, if we offer yeah. people the cake, their need for cake might override the fact that... Yeah. Yeah. Or everything we believe is abhorrent. So uh, we'll get him in that way. Yeah, and that is no joking. I can remember going to meet a load of Moscow Nazis and they literally put a salad out and then in tomato capture, they'd put a swastika oh my God. across. <laughs> I mean, uh, pathetic. Anyway... Uh, I don't. I don't wish to remember them. Are you at that point now, when whenever you meet a new gang of Nazis, before they've even opened your mouth, you went, "No, I don't want any cake, thank you very much." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah. Oh, put it, put the Battenberg away. He doesn't want it." <laughs> when you go to someone, look, obviously you can't say who you really are. We're shooting you in silhouette. Uh, would you like to, to have a name, a pseudonym? Do you know how many of them often came up with the name? Dave. <laughs> there was a guy tortured people in Colombia. We met him in a sex hotel. This guy yep. uh, was cold blooded killer. He cuts people up for a living to find out where the stash is. And he literally turned around to us and he said, You could call me Dave. And like, I was on the floor, right? And Dave said, You told him. You told him to say that. <laughs> you told him to say that. Like, you're going to go up to a guy like that and go, Before we interview you, come here. This will be a laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy's name's Dave. Say your name is Dave because your sort is the last kind of people he'd want to be associated with. It'll be a funny little joke. Nice sex hotel, by the way. Let's shoot this. <laughs> Can I tell you something about the sex hotel as well, which is really, really odd? Yeah. Yes. Because the aircon's on. It's um, right down on the Pacific coast of Columbia, which is where all the drugs go up to Los Angeles. And we had to turn this because of Dave Sound, my good mate Dave Williams. We had to turn the, the yeah. aircon off, right? So all of a sudden, this guy's sitting there. He's got a locked off camera on him. And Jonathan, who's the, the big cameraman, Jonathan, who doesn't drink, Jonathan doesn't drink, Jonathan Young, is on a penny case, you know, those big plastic cases. Jonathan Lens. Jonathan Lens, <laughs> yes, you got it. And um, it, we suddenly start seeing all the fingerprints because 
the lube is now becoming apparent, but the floor is turning into an ice skating ring, right? Now, I am absolutely dripping. Our chap, funny enough, doesn't drip at all. He's talking about cutting up his best friends, how his dad was cut up, how he thinks he's going to get cut up. He's like, he's got a heavy staff. He's really trying not to get cut up, this guy. Anyway, I realise I'm seeing all these handprints on all these kind of furniture and everything like that, and there's this kind of fridge in the corner that's full of condoms and gel and bizarrely a comb. What do you want the comb for? <laughs> anyway, I certainly don't need the comb. Right, anyway. Wouldn't put it in the fridge. We're doing this interview, right? It's now dripping. The floor's gone like a rink full of lube, right? And Jonathan's on this penny case, and he slips off it. Now, he's about six foot five and weighs a good like. 15, 16 stone. The penny gates goes bang. I jump out of my skin. This lad who we're interviewing because he was locked on a D5 camera, he didn't move an inch. He just like, I'm used to big bangs, funnily enough. But yeah, sex hotels, don't go shooting in them, particularly when the town man says turn the aircon off. Too slippery. <laughs> it's a slip, slippery occasion. I was taken to hospital uh, to see a psychiatrist by my because my hypochondria was um, so bad as a child. There was a bloke who used to walk down our street who had a huge nose, big red nose. And um, somebody said to me, you know why he's got a red nose like that? And I said, no. And they said, because he had cancer of the nose and they had to use a piece of his bum to stick it on his nose. (laughs) Three weeks later, my mum caught me crying in the, in the scullery, not a kitchen I hear. I wasn't, I'm not Dickens. I'm not in the Dickens double in the scullery saying, what on earth is the matter? She said, I've got cancer of the nose and they're going to make a bit, my, tuck it off and put a bit of my bum on there. <laughs> he said, well, this is it. They you know, referred me to, to a um, psychiatrist at, um, at St. Thomas's Hospital. Um, we went there, mum and my mum was a very smart woman. We went there. And I, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, what you've got to realise is that I also was, at that time, I was 12, but I was a skinhead. Uh-huh. So I had state breast trousers, quite high, Ben Sherman shirt, skinhead, cutting parting, braces, and Doc Martins. Okay. You're the kid from This Is England? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, but, one of, you know, when skinheads were skinheads then, this was, you know, so 1971. Yeah. The original, right. you, know, you know, I wasn't really a skinner. I mean, it was like a kid version of, you know. And I didn't realise I was shown into this room um, and it was a lecture theatre mm. full of medical students and I was on a stage. Uh, my <laughs> mum was sitting next to me and it was a psychiatrist on a stage and when I walked in, all the medical students started to laugh. <laughs> And then when she said, this is Timothy, he's 12 years old and he's showing signs of hypochondria, they all started tittering again. I thought, well, this, even then at the time, I thought, it's just a little bit outrageous. I remember thinking, don't think that's, you're supposed to do that when you're a medical student, apart from being really humiliated. Then every time I asked a question, I asked, there was titters, there were, there were stifled titters from the audience. Yeah. And then I was taken in, I was examined, and about 10 of these titterers, came in, I was lying on a table. Maybe this is where the acting started. I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. maybe. Maybe, Timothy. Yeah. Or, maybe. yeah. First onto I, the stage. I'd say there's a, there's a 100% chance of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all comes from trauma, clearly. Yeah, I mean, this is not the word. I mean, I didn't, obviously. I, st- I, I am growing sort of slightly bulbous nose. I think that's just age. But, um, but I know it's not my bum being put on there. But, uh, no, I, I got through that. But I did have a worse piece of hypochondria. We had a 
we had a very small cactus in our bedroom um, once my brother and I shared it in our, when we were moved to a council flat and it fell on me and it pricked a little bit and I, and I spent an hour just thinking I was going to turn into a cactus. <laughs> I thought in the morning, said, I started to climb up. I said, what the fuck? What's the matter with you? I said, the cactus is falling on me. I'm going to be a cactus in the morning. I'm going to wait. I'm going to just be a big cactus boy. <laughs> so, a big cactus boy. So, um, I'm going to be a cactus boy in my bed. I said, Imagine going, and I'd have to go put me, stay pressed on me bed, Sherman, go yeah. back to the same... And then they would stop laughing. They would be frightened, wouldn't they? If the you're a skinhead cactus. Cactus boy had turned up in his yeah. skinhead. You know, the the last thing you want from a skinhead is to be a cactus boy, right? Because you don't... Yeah. Well, for a start, you couldn't be a skinhead because you'd have big spikes sticking out it's the top spiky. of your head. Well, I suppose you could cut a part in, in, uh, in between the... Prim- yeah, you thought of that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, people would... They, they'd be a bit scared of you, though, wouldn't they? I mean, I suppose yeah. they... You would probably be a quite intimidating skinhead if you were a cactus skinhead. Yeah. The last thing you want is to be nutted by a cactus, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because then you become a cat. If you were a hypochondriac, <laughs> you'd become a cactus too. <laughs> I had a revelation with mm-hmm. boxer shorts. Yes. Have you ever heard the brand Saks? No. S A X X. Right. Like, so look, if yeah. one could give one. Like a gift. Yes. Like, yeah. like that, that's, I'm not even joking, right? So, and I'm not, I have no relationship with the company at all. This, I think you're about to. I had, well, I, I had I, the crew who we use, we had this moment like, have, what are you wearing? They all pull up their little bits, Calvin Klein or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I, and I, like, you know, I bought them all sacks. Yeah. It's, if you want to have your balls cradled by an angel, yes. All day. Who doesn't? Every day. <laughs> yes. Um, they have, this is the truth, TM. Ballpark technology. <laughs> I'm gonna sh- before you leave. Yeah. I'm gonna. I've got some downstairs. I'm gonna okay. show you. So I'm not gonna give you them, mm, but I'm wow. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna but I, it, so if someone said to them, "What's Jamie like as a boss?" They'd say he makes us all wear the same pants. Yeah. Well, I don't have many men in the company. Yeah. Uh, we're like 85% ladies, yeah. so that wouldn't work. But um, for the men that are here, that I have tried to not. I'm not trying to get them onto sacks because mm-hmm. um, I'm pushing like a cool brand yeah it's got nothing to do with cool and actual fact every they're not that cool to look at yeah yes i don't think but ballpark technology but but ballpark <laughs> i'm so, not even joking do you ever no. call people it's like do you call if, if you were saying what's the one, one of the biggest revelations in the last two years <laughs> yeah. it's that yeah. yeah so if you're a fella listening to this mm. if you don't believe me then just try it because your eyes will go and then that is it yeah. Go and check out my tour dates, edgamble.co.uk. Yes. Uh, tickets available. And I'll be teching that show. Yes. Hello, Jamie. Hello. No, look, look. And it's really weird. Yeah. Oh, you got, <laughs> you got some sax pants. You bought in some sax boxer shorts. <laughs> Literally. No, you have to look. This is the TM. Yeah. <laughs> That's the so having a little ball, look inside. Ballpark technology. That's ballpark technology. Oh, so you tuck them in the little pocket. Look. Oh, that is literally a little pouch for your balls. That's in gonna, there, Jamie. Um, I was going to reach in and have a look closer, and then I realised they are genuinely your pants, yeah. aren't they? That you yeah, yeah. You're just taking them off in the toilets <laughs> and then brought them back in to show us. It's hanging out there like Bruce Springsteen yeah. now. <laughs> hanging, out, you're hanging out in your jeans, <laughs> your boxes. No one will know. They look amazing. No, I'm going to check them out. How 
Yeah, they cradle yeah. them. Yeah. The cradle. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. See you, Jamie. <laughs> well, very rarely do we get a reprise from the guest during the outro. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. Uh, let alone they come in and show us some boxer shorts that they were possibly may or may not have been wearing earlier in the day and show us where the balls go <laughs> in the boxer shorts. But it's happened, and, and if at the start of this crazy journey known as Off Menu, someone had told us one of the episodes, one of the guests will leave to go and do an interview respectfully for the one show, but then reappear during the outro to show you their boxer shorts and where the balls go in it, I would not have thought... Well, that will be Jamie Oliver, but that's what's just happened to us in our yeah. life, and special, yes. very special moment for us there. I was genuinely about to reach in and touch them. Yep, you were about to touch where the balls go to see, oh, where they go, and then yeah. you realise as you're about to do it, they've just been there. That, yeah, the yeah. balls have literally just been there. I was going to, I was going to reach in and touch the pants. Yeah, because he had the pants. He didn't pants come off. in and pull his trousers <laughs> yeah. down. I just didn't want to make a clear to listen oh, yeah, to what happened. Listen, yeah, the balls in his hand. Yeah. He didn't come in, pull his trousers down and go, have a look at the ballpark technology. Look at where they go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he came in holding some boxer shorts. Yeah. With his trousers up. Yeah. Trousers up. Zipped up. Done I'm up. presuming he has other boxers on the premises. Yeah. He was holding a pair of boxers. Yeah. Said, look at these. Came round, opened the boxers up so we could look inside the boxers and you can see that there was a little compartment for the balls there. Yeah. I didn't realise, I didn't think about this, yeah. that maybe people listening at home <laughs> thought he came in, pulled down his trousers, said, look at these, then look at where the balls go. And Ed was at one point tempted to reach in and touch them. Yeah. Because that, that isn't what happened. No, that sounds bad. Well, it sounds unusual for, for the pod. Mm. You know, it's not, not standard pod practice, but... um. Yeah, I, I forgot that the listener can't see what's happening, so they may have thought that Jamie Oliver just came. Sorry in. about that sound. I'm reaching in and scratching my balls. Yeah, that was Ed scratching his balls. Just mm. scratching. We're his a bit dry crack, today. Crackly actually. balls. A little bit um, dry. One of my favourite things to eat is an Odeon cinema hot dog. A really, really. Yeah. Me, me and my son were ob- obsessed with them. Yeah. And um, I think I could have that as my starter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I'd like to have a no hot dog as your starter. I want to have one. Um, it's not the main meal, is it? I don't think so. No, 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 no. Yeah, like if you go to the cinema and have a hot dog, which I, I'll rarely do, but it doesn't feel, I wouldn't, that wouldn't no. be my lunch. No, it's, so it's just, it's, like I'd have it instead of popcorn, like as a snack yeah. at the cinema, right? It's a yeah. major snack. Yeah. It? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's not a meal, I don't think. Mm hmm. So I'd like to have that. The so number I, of times, uh, it's so upsetting for myself and my son because yeah. we, a lot of the time we go and see, like, you know, just the latest action thing. Yeah. But really, we're kind of going for the hot dog. Yeah. And so often they put that little prod in and say, sorry, the hot dog's it's not ready. Not ready. And they've only got three or four on. Basically, everyone's come for the hot dog, not the film. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gone in, bought a hot dog at the cinema and then left again without going to the film. No, I've never done that. You'd have to penetrate the um, ticket check, wouldn't you? Is it, do you? Because I think... You do at mine. Oh, yeah, really? I think, I think my local cinema, the snack concession is before the ticket check. Very wise of them. So you could go because in Because I again. would do that. Yeah, I yeah. definitely would do that, yeah. So these hot dogs, I've got a lot of questions about these. Yeah. Okay. You'd be surprised to hear, Bob, this is the first time that the Odeon Cinema hot dog has come up on yeah. off-menu. Is it one of those ones where they're on those rollers? Yes. So the, the sausage is constantly in motion? Yes. What are those? Because I always look at them, I marvel at the rollers. Is it a warming thing or is it more presentational? Do you, I th- Thank you. Because it's interesting, isn't it? 
I don't know whether the heat is contained within the rollers yeah. or whether the rollers are just turning the yeah, sausage. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Sometimes it's best not to know. Mm-hmm. I would guess heat underneath the rollers. Yeah. Rollers just do the motion. Yeah. Because I imagine heated rollers, that's quite, that's extreme. Right? That's going to be pretty pricey. Yeah. For them to maintain yeah. that at the Odeon Cinema. Yeah. But maybe they can. Yeah, how confident are you of that? If I took you to an Odeon now yeah. and they were circulating, yeah. would you press firmly on those rollers? <laughs> would I put my hand down on the rollers? Yeah. Well, I, would, I think the heat is still coming up from underneath those rollers and making right. them hot. Yeah. But I don't think the it's rollers themselves are generating yeah. the heat. So I guess if you took the rollers, you know, if you moved them away from the rest of the machine and they were just the rollers on their own and you turned them on, I would press my hand against them and I would expect them to be cold. Right. I think. Even, um, I would be quite confident. I think you're probably right, James, but would you accept there's a tiny bit yeah. of doubt? There would be, yeah. I wouldn't be completely in my head just yeah. like, this definitely won't burn me. Yeah. I think a part of me would be like, I could get burnt here. Yeah. And um, there's always the chance that you do that and then sort of slip anyway. And then slip anyway, yeah. smack my elbow on it, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and end up just being, my whole body being rolled round and round. And you whole, end up in the big popcorn cage. I end up in the popcorn cage. <laughs> like a humunculus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, um, it's, it's like the, the Odeon hot dog, it's, it's one of the last places that you can buy very traditional hot dog, you know. It's a very soft bun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a tinned Westlers, I believe. I have tried to find out. Mm-hmm. I think it's Westlers. Nobody seems to know. I did ask on Twitter. Yeah. But people do seem to think it's a Westlers hot dog. Okay. Um, so it's soft and floppy, mm-hmm. and salty and delicious. Because mm. um, nowadays, often, hot dog is a real sausage or it's a baguette crusty bread. Doesn't work. No, not into that. So, yeah, Odeon hot dog would be nice, thanks. Absolutely. I, I, the first time I had one of those kind of hot dog sausages, um, we've, you know, we speak a lot on this podcast about times that, you know, yeah. you try something for the first time, blew your mind, you, you felt like your whole world changed. Yeah. And I definitely think the first time I had one of those sausages, I thought, well, this is the best thing ever. Gorgeous. This it? is, like, amazing. And then instantly, I think, articulating that, vocalising it to my parents and getting told those are disgusting and you shouldn't, you shouldn't right. eat those because it's... Right. That's bad. That's not even proper meat, blah, 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 and all that stuff. But they are amazing. They're amazing. They are and amazing. proper meat, they are, like, they're proper in yes. the sense of the word that that's proper for a hot dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, when they start fiddling, it's like it, having an interest in something in your life is important, isn't it? Yeah. And a hot dog isn't a terrible place to experiment <laughs> with. I wonder what it's like having an interest in yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Because... Like, um, so you try a hot dog whenever one appears. Mm-hmm. And it, it is interesting. At Arsenal Football Ground, they serve literally the worst hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Arsenal fans will say, if you go in there, yeah. it's an extraordinary thing. It's like, yeah. it's got quite a, a tough casing, uh-huh. like with knots at the end. Do you know that sort yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost like, but look, it's really... T- and like, when you split it, Water comes out of it. It's a stinker. Yeah, that's bad. There's probably some people who love it, but whoa. I mean, so if you were, say, the manager of Arsenal Football Club, you use your substitute genie to change the hot dogs every week. That'd be the plan. Change the hot dogs. Yeah. 
the fans would be livid if you were losing like one nil or it was a draw, and then you were like, "No, we're going to use the play to change the hot dogs again." <laughs> yeah, I think that if I think it wouldn't be a bad shout if you're four nil up. Yeah, yeah, Genie. Yeah, I'll do cinema hot dogs, please. I don't know whether you could though, James, because it won't affect the play, will it? <laughs> Well, it could affect the play because it would affect the fans' morale and their encouragement to the yeah, that's team. Yeah, 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 would affect the play. So they'd hear this huge cheer go up because yeah. of the end of that hot dog. Well, there might be like imagine a little boy sat in the stands. He's crying because he's got a terrible hot dog. Yes, and then it just changes. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound it makes. Yeah. And it changes, and then suddenly he's happy. Yeah. The rest of the fans catch on, and then a big yeah, roar goes up. they forget all the problems with Wenger and Atta yeah. yeah. in an instant. I love my team. I love my team. <laughs> an Odeon hot dog here at the Emirates. What? <laughs> Always use the genie. <laughs> it's the genie play again. What are you putting on the hot dog this is before the we move on yeah, to the mains? Yeah, yeah. I think we need to know, um, is it just a plain hot dog? It's just a plain hot dog and um, the yellow and the red. I think it's Heinz in the Odeon. It must be Heinz. I think it says on the bottles, mm-hmm. Heinz. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll buy into that. I don't suppose they fill them up with Costco. Mustard, uh, out of order if they do. And you'd be able to tell. How are you putting it on? Because obviously we can put it on in any style. What I do is, is um, hold it like that, which is nice to have something that you hold like that, isn't it? It's uh, not so often. Yeah. Yeah, the, Sorry, I know people yeah. can't see, but you cradle, hold it. The sort of cradle. cradle it, yeah. 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 And then from one end to the other. Straight lines. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. People can hear how, how heavy you, you, Just put, catch your fist. you put the bottle down. So that's good. And then the other side of the sausage, yeah. the other colour, the same. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the finger, is that your ring finger? No. Your pointing finger there. Index finger. Index finger. Yeah. I swirl them both together. <laughs> then lick the finger. And say it's good to be alive. <laughs> And then stroll to me, dark seat. Yeah, the, you've got to do that before you get to the dark seat. Um, has your son adopted this as well? Yeah, I, actually, I do, isn't this nice? This shows, shows the mm. true bond between a, a father and a son, that he allows me to do his <laughs> his swirly mix with my finger. But you might, you do his first, I take it. I do tend to, there's because yours. Because you can't do yours, lick your finger and then no, that do your son's. Yeah, that it has be to be wrong. someone else's hot dog first and then, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not much of one for, for, you know, like extreme cleanliness. Yeah. I don't sort of frolic around in dog dirt. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not that bothered about yeah. that sort of thing. And I, I hope I've passed it on to my children. How old is your son? 23. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, he is. And he still lets you... You swirl his ketchup and mustard together on his hot dog with your finger. Yeah. So he goes to the cinema with you, 23 years old. Yeah. Well, that's his, nice. There's nothing wrong with that. That's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets his hot dog. Yeah. Ketchup and mustard goes on, and then in plain sight of everyone, his dad turns <laughs> and then put, uh, and runs his finger around his hot dog and swirls it together, then puts his finger in his mouth and says, It's good to be alive. <laughs> good to be alive, son. I don't want to really let you go today without talking about Hello Jill. Why, hello, Jill. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jill's checked out now, you know. Bless her. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Was me, and there was me and, uh, 
of course, Alison. And, yes. and then this little lady sitting in between us on the sofa. Do you remember that? Scene? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Greg James we, just wet himself laughing. Not only do we remember it, Ainsley, we talk about it. I'd say at least three times a week. It's my favourite. My favourite thing to watch on YouTube. Um, I love the way that you come into the room. Uh, yeah, and you sneak past the door like that. And you close the door behind you. Uh, that, that, that's funny. And then. Hello, I remember that. And they gave her a brand new TV. Oh, she was so small, wasn't she? Yeah. And she was there. And there's me out in the kitchen, in Jill's kitchen, and trying to make her this surprise meal and stuff. And I'm going for it. And every drawer that I open up, there's a packet of fags in there. <laughs> more, more, oh, importantly, yeah. more importantly, there's about three or four packets that are empty. Do you know those people? <laughs> they think, I might be might find something in there one day. Yeah. And they've got these empty packets. Every time I'm looking for something, I go this one. I go the bottom one, open it like that, and it would be like something like Sobrani or something like uh-huh. that. You know, weird fags yeah. that you only smoke at Christmas. <laughs> you know, I mean, bless her. Uh, I love an old lady who smokes. Yeah, oh, great. My great grandma, we, we bought her a nighty for her birthday once, mm-hmm. and the next time we went over there, the nighty was on, on her bed and had a massive. Fag hole, <laughs> and we didn't know she smoked. She's like, Oh, yeah, she took it out when she was 75. We just have a cigarette in bed every night. <laughs> the terrifying, the most dangerous time to have a cigarette. Oh, I know. <laughs> the only thing that would have made Hello Jill better is if I she know. was smoking when you came in. And the I know, I know. She did sneak off for a fag. Did she? She, she did. did. Yeah, yeah, bless her. She just liked her little fag. She went nerves. off of the garden when, you know, when there was a break. You know, we'll be, you know, you send it back to Eamon and Ruth yeah. in the studio. She's off having a, a, a little fag and little brownie fingers. <laughs> Fantastic. Why, hello, Jill! <laughs> she had no well, idea what was going on. Let's, let's talk about that moment, six, Ainsley, because, six, like... Four black men. <laughs> talk about that moment, because you're outside of Jill's... You're waiting to come into Jill's living room. Yeah. Um, they've handed you a frying pan. Yeah. Um... Did you know that you were going to deliver it like that? Did, I was had it no you, idea. You, I had no idea. Because they're standing there now and they go, they wait, 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 wait. Go, go. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All the signs, you know, you have all the kind of people yeah. standing on the side. Then you go in. Because they're now the camera's in the right position. Yeah. And uh, I think Alison has got Jill to sit down. Yeah. So it's kind of, it gives me an entrance. Yeah. And when I walk in, I want to piss myself laughing. Because... <laughs> Alison's about four times the size of Jill. <laughs> she's, 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 she's nearly disappearing. Like, why, hello, Jill! <laughs> and Alison's looking at me, and I'm looking at Al. And thinking, you know, this is a good gig. <laughs> what a bunch of national treasures! Wow. But it's about time, James, we heard from an international treasure. Oh, man. Now, the international treasure, th- this is a big one. This was a big moment. Of the- Do you know what? I actually can't believe it going, o- going over the, uh, the highlights of this year. This is absolutely <laughs> mad. The, the, the amount of things that we've covered so far in this highlight. This is not even the end of episode one yet. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And th- th- this next inter- international treasure became something of a phenomenon with the off-menu listeners. Uh, yes. We lost control of our own podcast. This person <laughs> railroaded us. <laughs> they, yeah. They basically sold their vodka on the podcast for 40 minutes. We are, of course, talking about uh, the Ghostbuster himself, Dan Aykroyd. Actual Dan Aykroyd. Um, <laughs> mind-blowing. 
I mean, it's difficult to include too many clips from the Dan Aykroyd episode <laughs> because it, it is in itself an entire clip. So yes. we considered putting the whole episode out again mm-hmm. and calling it the best of, uh, but people probably would have gone mad. So let's just play the bit where we got the approval of Dan Aykroyd. If I may ask you a Ghostbusters question. Sure. And, and bring in Crystal Head. Well, <laughs> all right. At the end of... The Ghostbusters, the first film, Ghostbusters, the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You've got to not think of anything. Because if you think of anything, it will materialize. I don't know. What are you Do doing Do you now? think these days you would think of Crystal Head and then you would look down and through the streets is coming a giant skull glass? And how... A, do you think that's what you would think of, and that is what would then attack the city? And B, how would the Ghostbusters defeat it? Oh, man, if I had to go back and, and, and be that character right there, I probably would go blank. I wouldn't think of anything, because you got you got to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, do you think Crystal Head would just win? Do you think it would be a very different film? It would be unbeatable. Um, well, that, well, but the head is very benevolent, you see. The head has a nice little smile. The head, I mean, it could appear in the sky as a sort of a... And, and rain down good vodka on the crowd in the movie, I suppose. But uh, no, it's not a, you know, well, some operators. Now, the, the Aztec and uh, were able to operate it for causes of doom and destruction, apparently. But they were mostly known as, as crystal balls in uh, North America and Central America, the indigenous tribes, the Anasazi, the Zuni, the uh, Navajo, the Aztec, the Mayans, they all had a crystal head. So it's a benevolent skull. It's a smiling skull. Um, but in its history, uh, it, I'm sure it was used by um, operators to uh, to call down doom upon enemies and uh, and rivals. So the lore goes of the 13 crystal heads, which is what we based uh, our design on. Well, in history, the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man's very nice and friendly. He is part of history. But then at the end, turned up and was um, extremely, you know, because when yeah. was all thought of it. Yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, uh, you know, uh, on all the bags. Uh, in stores for kids at campfire, and uh, and was was thought of as benevolent, and that's why Stance thought of the most benevolent thing. But you got to be careful what you wish for. Got to be careful. Now that we we stopped something in Canada called the Angelus uh, Marshmallow Man. He was a cop. To say uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was a sailor, if you'll recall. So <laughs> yeah, it was a little different, but it was I, I based that on the on the Angelus Man and the Pillsbury Doughboy or the mm. Michelin Tire Man, all cute pudgy little. Creatures, wow, sure, but watch out. They have a bad side. What do you think is the best profession for someone made entirely of marshmallow? Good question. Would it be a cop or a sailor or maybe another job? Unemployed. A psychiatrist. Because <laughs> you could just keep peppering them, they'd absorb. <laughs> keep peppering them, then they'd, they'd absorb. And they wouldn't need a couch. You could just lie on their stomach and indeed. talk about your problems. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Well, I hope uh, we've. I hope I've helped you here for for your project. Uh, yes. Is someone actually going to try to cook this meal? Yeah, Benito's going to try and cook it. Ah, oh, there we are. Well, you did help us with our project, Dan. Thank you so much. You helped us so much with our project. Yeah. In a way. In a, I mean, in the short term, it didn't feel like you had. But um, yeah. when it went out... It was like, uh, if you're like, oh, can I have some help with my homework, please, Dad? And then your dad just does the entire entire project for you in his own words without looking you in the eye and then says he hopes he helped and leaves. Yeah, and then the teacher looks at it and goes, your dad did this. Your dad did this. You, you don't know about this stuff. That's yeah, no half, half of it's about vodka. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the end of part one of the best of. Don't worry, though, because there will be a part two and it'll be out tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Ainsley, anything to say on the matter? 
<laughs> Get back in your fucking laptop. <laughs> <laughs> it's high time someone told me to do yeah. it. Finally, someone said it. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, oh, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, wait, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of a crossover. We talk about um, maybe you know a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.